From the ashes of, oh, let's say, um, Video Town in Claremont, California, possibly Pomona. Nobody really knows because neither city wants to own that part of real real estate. We call it Claremona. Anyway, hi. You're listening to it, but it's good to be a princess. Wow. And you're listening to Scraping the Vault. I'm Yao. And joining me is, is, (laughs) I'm Princess Dan, apparently. And joining me, as always, is Princess Audrey. I'm Princess Audrey. Hello. And I'm Princess Jimmy. Princess Jimmy? Wow, you're looking so radiant today. Thank you, so are you. Oh, stop it. Let's talk about our men. (laughs) Yeah, hi. There's birds floating around. I'm not good at. I've learned from doing this show that I'm not good at voices. I thought uh, I was for a part of the, oh, but, just, oh, wait just a minute. Sultan. I have, I have a friend that can, that's joining us. <laughs> <gasps> oh, hello. I'm Princess Sultan. <laughs> Princess Sultan. I thought you'd never show up. <laughs> and I brought a friend. Hello. I'm Princess. Princess. <laughs> Princess. Oh, Princess. <laughs> Oh, Goody. let's talk about our dreams. My dream. <laughs> oh, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. It's okay, Dan. You <laughs> What a terrible, unprincess-like thing to do. They get married to Santa Claus <laughs> so that we won't be living in sin. Why, princess, that would That's make right. you a... Uh, what, what, uh, what, do they, what do they call the princesses that steal married men from whores. their wives? <laughs> that would make you a fucking whore. <laughs> I want it on the action. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah, God, my our, head hurts our universes are intertwined finally. That's right. <laughs> we are talking about Cinderella 2 Dreams Come True. That's that was Audrey's introduction, just in case you hadn't read and downloaded and clicked on things to see what we were going to talk about. So, can we, uh, can we yeah. add a few like sprinkle chimes just yeah. a little behind Ooh, the scenes? Yeah. <laughs> I know Bell, you've got dust. a lot of work to do. I do. <laughs> You can add some pixie dust. uh, Yeah. I'll play my, uh, uh, yeah, I don't have any wind chimes. Here, I I promise you, and I assure the listener, I don't know if that's the right word, but that I will put some effort into doing that. Thank you. I I don't, not a lot. You've been (laughs) slacking off this whole time. (laughs) Come on, why don't you pull your weight? Whatever's getting heard. I I promise effort was put into it. That's what I mean to say. <laughs> Audrey, I promise effort will be put. I so, did, I'll just take a quick second of gratitude for both of you. Mm-hmm. This is always such a fun such a fun show to record. <laughs> and also I like I love listening back and hearing all the stuff that you put in and mm-hmm. God, well Where would we be without pages and pages of notes? Exactly. Yeah. That's true. It'd probably be a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> but but Jimmy, I hear other people enjoy listening to the show. 
Oh, that's true. Including, I was going to save it for the end of the show. Oh, okay. But including a. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, there you uh, go. This is from Gemini Dancer Six. Gemini Dancer Six says, "My saviors." My husband is beyond grateful. You have all reviewed the worst of the Disney films. Then she follows it up by saying, The Cats episode is one of my favorites. (laughs) Please do more musicals. Thank you, Gemini Dancer 6. So, a couple of things about that. Now, she says we're her saviors because her husband is beyond grateful that we reviewed the worst of the Disney films. So, does that mean... He is listening to the show, and we're his, her savior because we got rid of her husband, so he can listen to the show. Did we um, kill a guy? <laughs> I think we killed a guy. Oh. It's possible. Sorry. Oh, no. My condolences, I Gemini think, Dancer. I think that's one of those. Oh, no. Like, she says we're her savior, so that's a good thing. Yeah. No, I think <laughs> there's welcome. one. It's uh, like they say you write the email that you want to send initially, and uh-huh. then you edit it down to the email that you should send. Yep. So there might have been a whole thing about how, like, I was going to talk to a divorce lawyer and it was going to be a long, drawn out process. And then it, then he's gone now. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> now I don't need to do that. So thank you. Yeah. And the other thing uh, she said, the Cats episode is one of her favorites. It is one of my favorites, too. Uh, the oh, last three in our series of, of Dealer's Choice have been a lot of fun to record. We're back to the normal, which is fine. But she does want us to do more musicals. I, I want to do more musicals. I think that was a lot of fun. We are an arts podcast, so we mm-hmm. should do. Uh, after we do Zack Snyder cut <laughs> Justice League. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> be I a think that podcast will be, yeah, eight hours at the right. bare minimum. Yeah. If, yeah, it's generally two to one, right? <laughs> yeah, with this show, for sure. <laughs> hey, you know another thing? I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I listened to one that was talking about the straight-to-video Disney sequels as a little sidebar. And they were talking about different princesses. They did the, the Musker and Clements sort of series of Disney movies, the Renaissance, if you will. Mm. And they were talking about Pocahontas. And they pointed out the fact that Pocahontas was the first Disney princess whose best friend was human. It wasn't that cool? Huh. Yeah. Think about it. Cinderella, best friend's mice. Snow White, best friend's – well, I guess dwarves are humans. But anyway. Um, well. <laughs> You got like, and that's when scraping the vault was canceled. <laughs> Sweet, Sleeping Beauty, best friends were, were fairies, pixies, right? They weren't like human. They were, they were definitely magical creatures. But mm-hmm. you think of a Little Mermaid was a fish. Like the, the first Disney princess whose best friend Kokomo or whatever her name was. <laughs> anyway, oh no, I can't remember her name. Uh, yeah, Miko Umiko. No, Miko was the. Squirrel. Anyway, yell at your phones all you want. I don't know. Uh, anyway, that was an interesting. That was an interesting. Well, and, and, and and Perry didn't have a best friend that we knew of. Perry doesn't need a friend. Her best friend was the food chain and danger. That's right. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I want to get into this movie, and I want to get into oh. how it passes the Bechdel test. I want to say there was a lot of very, I mean, for the time, very <gasps> woke sensibilities. I think empower female empowerment, a lot of fat Ooh. shaming. Which we'll get into. Yeah, a fair amount. But, uh, you know, Jimmy, I'm sorry. You just opened up the perfect uh, segue that I'm currently ruining. You're writing. Right now. 
<laughs> and I'm going to keep doing that. Dan, before you get any yeah. further, I uh-huh. thought I would just <laughs> On his segue. jump in real quick. No, and- the segue is already ruined. It was really good. And I, no, I no, but it. yeah, yeah. Your segue was going to be, but I want to ruin your. Yeah, did you guys? You probably never played Pretty Pretty Princess when you were growing up, but I definitely no, did with my friend mean? Jessica and my friend and my twin sister Catherine. And uh-huh. it's like a board game where you like roll a dice and then you can put on like a plastic little tiara and like oh. a plastic bracelet and a plastic ring and a plastic necklace. And as soon as you do that, you're the winner of the game. Um, and also Cinderella, Anastasia's ludicrous life. Oh, uh, mm. Cinderella was my sister's and my friend Jessica's favorite movie, so we always watched Cinderella. And I didn't like Cinderella all that much. I was mm. definitely way more into Pocahontas, which I think I've mentioned on the show. But anyway, yeah. go ahead, Dan. Well, the segue was good, and this is how it would have gone. <laughs> Cinderella two came out in two thousand two. You can edit uh, that in. That's fine. Back then, <laughs> nope. <laughs> back then, in the way gone days of 2002. I loved this album. Yeah. The average cost of a new house was $228 million, No, thousand bucks. I don't read these before we do this because I have a job. <laughs> so just bear with me. Uh, average cost of a new house is two hundred twenty-eight million. Yeah, two hundred twenty-eight bajillion thousand dollars. The average median income was a bajillion billion. No, it's well, like forty-two thousand four hundred nine dollars. Cost of a gallon of gas is a dollar sixty-one, and. I will, Avril. Thank you. I'm sorry, Avril. Uh, in the box office, number 10 is a little movie called Chicago. One uh, Number nine, Ice Age. Number eight, Men in Black 2. Uh, and number seven, Austin Powers and Goldmember. Remember when we thought those movies were great? Uh, number six, Science. Number five, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, and I love that everyone, movie. everyone left that movie thinking, when is the sequel coming? Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was, was coming up at uh, number four. And, I love that movie too. Oh, that, right. And another movie that everyone loved and still loves is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I love that. That was movie. number three. <laughs> and <laughs> number, there's wait a minute. But Hold I hate on. sand. Okay. Yeah, it's so coarse. It gets <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> number two, Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. Number I love one, that movie. Was Spider-Man. Which <laughs> one? Tobey Maguire? First, the first of many. Tobey Maguire. Who's going to be in the new one, probably. Uh, Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez was ousted in a coup and then re- reinstated. The U.S. and Russia reached landmark arms agreements to cut both countries' nuclear arsenals by up to uh, two-thirds over the next ten years. It's going to bother me that I don't. if I don't address that I did say nuclear. It's nuclear. Uh, <laughs> President Bush's it's first day of the nuclear. union... Address vows to expand the you fight on terrorism and labels Iran, Iraq, and North Korea an axis of evil. Uh, Kenneth Lay, uh, luckily our presidents didn't get worse after that. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Lay, chairman of Bankrupt Energy tra- uh, Trader Enron, resigns. Company uh, under federal investigation for hiding. Basically, uh, he did bad things. Enron happened. Uh, California didn't have power. 
And there we go. Uh, in theme park news, uh, March 16th, Walt Disney Studios Park opens Disneyland Paris. Uh, June 2nd, Journey into Imagination with Figment opens at Epcot. Boo. <laughs> Boo, wrestler. Um, October 7th, Bugland's o- Bugland opens at, Walt- at Disney's California Adventure. And I can't take any more of that. Thank you. All right. That was good. Yeah. yeah. But Pressler wasn't in charge of all theme parks, right? Just Disneyland at that point? He's 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 responsible for all Blame Pressler. Is he it's still nuclear? Is he the still is he still the one? Is he still He's still Thanos, the guy? yeah. But he's been destroyed. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we snapped okay. him out of existence in the mid two thousands, I wanna say. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's yeah, yeah. who's the new Thanos? Possibly oh. new Bob. Bob. Yeah, new Bob. Chapek. Bob uh, Chapek. They call him Bob Paycheck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, who is it's, it? a it's a business. Josh Demaro, right? Josh Demaro. But he's not. Mm. He's not a Pressler guy. Anyway, we don't know. Uh, time will tell. Only history will tell. Tomorrowland. De- oh, that's my <laughs> You're new podcast. Learning. <laughs> I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so, a princess with a parade. Oh yes, just like Cinderella in the <laughs> film we found out. So this movie is like many of them, I'm learning, just the first three episodes of the TV show that never got released. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there was some through line, right? But there are three distinct acts, if you will. And there was some carryover, some char- characters carried over, some themes carried over. And I they think they tied it up pretty well, but... What we're going to go through is we're going to review the prologue and then go through the three acts of the play and an epilogue. I have a couple of breaks that I want to kind of break down some some things that I saw, but you ready to I, get right into it or do you want to talk about what you thought it was going to be? It's funny I that d- you mentioned play because it's that I was like, is this the this is a, the opening to a third grade play when <laughs> you first start watching it. Like, um, totally. I do have a trailer if you want to oh, yeah. hear it, but Sorry, we don't yes, have please. to. No, uh, no, that's fine. I don't, I don't like to, trailer, you know, I don't like to trailer. media media this thing, but I think we need to address that there's something weird going on where they say, Hey, let's, let's make this TV show. We're going to make some episodes. And then someone watches, watches them or looks at them or whatever. And they're like, mm. I don't think it's going to work. But you know what? Let's make it a movie. Let's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we saw that with Bell's. These nerds will watch it. We're all suffering a little bit of, you know, PTSD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going through this again, it was just like my, I was setting myself up for the, the same sort of like, oh, no, not this. The trailer's playing. Taking her to a place oh, she'd never been. To a life she dared only dream about. Discover what comes after Happily Ever After okay. as Walt Disney's most enchanting fairy tale continues. Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Cool. The life of an ordinary girl becomes extraordinary in an all-new full-length adventure. I have I mean, to try this my way. Featuring your favorite characters from one of Disney's greatest treasures, Cinderella. Maybe it's time to start following your heart. Now this is more like it. And a new rendition of the Oscar-nominated classic, Bibbidi-Bobbidi-Boo, mm. together with and three that was brand great. new songs. <laughs> yeah. The magic lives on. Someday I'll get this princess thing right. I think that day is today. Oh, Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Premiering only on Disney DVD and Video, February 26th. 
Yeah. Um, that movie sounds a lot better than the one I saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It did. It sounded like a movie that actually maybe had a story in it that wasn't just like a third grade play. Yeah. But- and and I think that most of that trailer was act one, if I'm not mistaken, that, that what they said. Right. In it. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely starts strong and kind of goes downhill, but uh, I spoilers. mean, uh, I liked act three. Yeah. Act three was better than two for sure. And for the record, I have many pages of notes on this film. Oh, do we get to guess? Now? Yes. Go ahead and so guess. We've, we've already get, made our guesses. Uh, made my guess guesses. is 11 pages and okay. the word count is. Oh, uh, I don't know the word count, so don't well, even bother. I mean, it's pretty quick to figure it out if you okay. just uh, have that. So <laughs> my guess on word count is um, 1,948. Uh, I'm sure there's uh, a way my, to find out. My get my guess on pages was seventeen, and on word count it is uh, two hundred and twenty-eight million. <laughs> the cost well, Audrey of got a the pages right. Dan got the words right. <laughs> um, I have when I originally typed it out, and by the way, I, I spend many many hours. I, I think I'm in this movie about six hours, Jesus. and. And I, so I have a lot of notes. I think it goes fast, but before I changed the font, we had nine pages. Ooh. I changed the font so I could read it. We have 12 pages. Oh, so uh, Audrey, Price is Right rules. Price is Right Audrey rules. Wins. Audrey wins. Except All you right. got the word count right, Dan. Um, okay, let's get into this. You ready? This is Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. I, it ties I together. I don't know if I'm right. Do you know, Jimmy, do you know what rage quit means? I can assume that what? you just got so angry at what you're doing, you just stop. No, it's when it's a. Ga- I guess it's a gamer thing. Mm. And it, I, I'm not one of these gamer people, um, but it's something I've heard where apparently you get so <laughs> pissed off at the game that you don't quit the game. You throw your controller mm-hmm. across the that. room and break it. <laughs> I've done that as a child, but I didn't. I don't think they had a term for it then. I suppose yeah. I've I've quit, um, you know, kind of disgruntedly. Yeah. No, disgruntedly. I so it's not as good of a description. I watched the movie all the way through, but I rage quit on taking notes like forty minutes in. <laughs> Did you break your controller? No, I th- I threw. I mean, it's just this legal pad, but I it threw it went across the room. No property damage to report. No, yeah. no. <laughs> what did you guys think the movie was going to be about? Oh, God. Uh, I don't know that I had an opinion. I, I think based on the title only, I knew that they were going to explore what it would be like to be a princess. There was going to be some uh, stepmother conflict where she finds some kind of loophole in law or sneaks into the castle and raises hell for Cinderella. <laughs> she would. Um, she would, yeah, she would, and she Vengeful tries. Bitch, sorry, but um, yeah, and we'll get back into that. And like, I thought, like, she's living her life now, and like, I don't know. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. But I thought it would. Be, you know, I thought it was going to be that Cinderella started a hair, hairdresser business and <laughs> gets a in new the 90s. hairstyle. Gets a new hairstyle, and then she gets the Jennifer, Ra- the Rachel from Friends. Talk, yeah, and then she, ta- she talks about boys and. Like, I don't know, periods or something. 
Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I like, I know that <laughs> I, I really pushed for the format of like, what did you think it was going to be about? And what do you think the next movie will be? This, this movie just, it, I, I'm like a civilian with this movie. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know why this, this exists. <laughs> well, I, it, that's okay. Cause I got a good one for you. <laughs> okay. Right. You guys ready? <clears throat> Cindy two blue skidoo. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Cause I, I wrote Cindy 90% of the time. Nice. She's got her happily ever after. Or does she? It's time for Cindy to chase her real dream. Basketball. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cindy's doffing the ball gown and going for touchdowns. <laughs> Fairy Godmother is her coach, and with some bibbity, a little bit of bobbity, and plenty of boo, Cindy's about to show the court who's boss. <laughs> nice. Well done. You said basketball and touchdowns. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know sports. Yeah, sports oh. ball. But that's not what happened in this movie. Uh, no. <laughs> but do you know what did happen? I don't know. We open as we hear an instrumental version of A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Which we was see, nice. Yes, we see Cinderella's Castle. Mm-hmm. Not built to code. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely some, not. Yeah, there's some, uh, yeah, it would tip over in real world. Uh, Jack Jack or Jock Jock, Jack Jack and Gus Gus matter. excitedly run through the castle because the fairy godmother is there to read the Cinderella story. I used to have a teddy bear named Gus after oh, the mouse Gus Gus, cute. but I didn't think the n- double Gus Gus made any sense. So I just went with Gus. Yeah. Well, they're mice mice, you see. That's true. Uh, and, I th- is uh, it nice mice as in kind no, mice, mice or just mice mice? mice, mice. Yeah, I uh, don't see, know what it, that is. It, it's, it's, it's inconsistent cute. too. It's inconsistent. So, um, this, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff about this, about the mice in this movie. Mm-hmm. Can you name the mice and something about their character? Like, as, like, not something, and I'm stealing this from a Mr. Plinkett video, not something about how they look or how they talk, but like their character. Ooh. Uh, well, just, J- J- is it Jacques or Jacques? Jacques, <clears throat> Jacques is uh, he likes to help people. That's right. it. That's all I got. Oh, and and the the female mouse don't know her name likes to sew. Sarah, Sarah, Mary, Mary. I wrote down both. Um, it's probably Mary. She does like to sew. I, I don't know that I can. If there were any other, like she, Jacques wears red. Mm-hmm. Gus is kind of um, he's he's uh. He's he won't leave things unfinished. So like if he's okay. got a pile of oh, yeah. olives, he's not going to leave the olive behind. So I, I but suppose mostly he's because kind of... it's food, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have in my uh, brain notes here 50, 51 seconds in. I hate this movie. <laughs> um, well, we're not fifty one seconds into the description yet. So oh, oh no, I know. <laughs> so. Uh, the cover art is accurate. It's a lack of promise and it's, it's not like vivid. Uh, fairy godmother is apparently, uh, like that's just her name now. Um, and I guess she's running a daycare center for mice. (laughs) Um, she's the babysitter. Yeah. I mean, is this, is this her goal? 
Is this, is I don't know. She has many goals in this movie. And is this just... a punishment? Like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like weird. I don't know. Cinderella talking to animals in the first place is just a little. She's like, a crazy person. Off. So she's like now hired this other person to talk to mice with her for her. Well, they're all magic. That's true. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so the, the fairy godmother's there to read the Cinderella story. They mm-hmm. the mice get deterred momentarily when they come across a sleeping, very large white cat who has eyeshadow on. Mm-hmm. Definitely had purple eyeshadow. Uh, yeah, because how name, else would you know it's a woman? Cat. That, exactly, That's true. Right? That's true. Um, it, it, the cat's name is Pom Pom, and I don't know if that's why because they say everything twice. But the cat's name is Pom Pom, like cheerleading, I guess. Uh, they climb up the walls of the castle. Gus is fat, by the way. Uh, and they want yes. you to know that because. Yeah, and has annoying voice. Yeah. Hmm. Is he supposed to be slow? Maybe. That's a good question. It's interesting. That, that would make sense. Um, but he can't fit through the little mouse hole and he's having That's a fun. really hard time climbing up the thing. Um, yeah, they want you to know that, um, when they make it to the fairy godmother, she's just finishing the book with they all lived happily ever after. <laughs> well, no, guys, they missed it. But Gus posits, maybe you could read another one. But alas, the fairy godmother informs him that the on- this is the only Cinderella story there is. Clearly, she hasn't heard of the 2018 Loyal Chicago team. Am I right? Cinderella Touchdown? No, it's just, it's a thing every year in the NCAA Baseball. playoffs. Oh, they always um, say this is a Cinderella story every year. Yeah, sports. And then Cinderella Man, was he, is that a boxing movie? I don't know. Is it Nicolas Cage? That, or was that the Robin Williams movie where he's a robot? Yeah. Yes, yeah, love that. Good, good movie. So yeah. the mice suggest that maybe they can make a new story, Fairy Godmother. Loves that idea. She thinks it's great. Then Jacques, acting as the audience's avatar, says, no, no, no. Who'd want to read a story made by mice? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this was a glimpse inside the, like, writer's room of the Disney sequel. <laughs> Disney like, sequel office Laboratories. Corporate office <laughs> laboratories. Yeah. It's like, who would want to watch? I don't know. We're still going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're still going to do it, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> of course, proud parents would. You know, like my kids in some dumb third grade play, but it's my kid, and I want to see them do that. So here we go. Yeah. You were that was you up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Fairy Godmother says that Cinderella would read it for sure, and if you guys made it, she would love it. But. They don't know how to make a book. So Fairy Godmother says she'll help and sings Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo. I wrote Bibbidi Bobbidi Book, but anyway, and creates <laughs> a book. The pages are blank, so they need to tell a story to fill the pages. Gus suggests they tell the story of their first day in the castle. Act and I, one. I just want to pause it that I think this entire movie would be better and have a better purpose in this world if the fairy godmother then proceeded to just teach the mice how to read. Like, well, that's the <laughs> whole movie. <laughs> totally. That's a great idea. <laughs> that would be a better movie. Let's get that made. 
That's funny. I just, yeah, I was kind of annoyed. Uh, yeah, it took all of the, I don't know. I wasn't I, I, here for it. Yeah, I reject their framing device entirely because we're supposed to care about these mice. That, again, their main characteristics are one's fat, mm-hmm. one's a lady, and the other's a uh, helpful, uh, you know, cuck, basically. <laughs> with an annoying voice. <laughs> Pro tip, don't choose the character with the most irritating voice as your narrator, because it'll just piss your audience off. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that that does not narrow it down when it comes to the mice. <laughs> it doesn't. Um so we go into Act One. I titled it "The First Day." There were no title cards on these episodes, but I'm, I'm calling it "The First Day." It was also, right after. Sin- sorry, I just wanted to no, mention no. real quick. Is it weird that they are reading a book about their lives? Like, who wrote? Somebody wrote a book. That seems a little narcissistic, right? Well, this whole movie's about them writing about themselves. It's, it's just like books the- on books on books, and you know, reading's cool. But, like, this the film is... doesn't have any uh, agency, I think is the word I'm looking for. Isn't this exactly like when uh, the library creatures in Bell's the, or one, whatever it was mm-hmm. make a book about? Yeah, the that's right. Bell that, makes it. That, right. She make, Oh, that's right. She makes a book about her, about the story that she's in. Which and is has a cool reading. song about it. Yeah. Oh, we'll get into songs, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Um, I don't have any. No, there was nothing to put in. Um, <laughs> it, so it was right after Cinderella got married. The mice had moved into the castle somehow. I don't know. You all probably. Yeah. Do you they all? got there before her. They did. They were. She was on a honeymoon. So they're bored waiting for Cindy and the princes to return to the castle. Upon the announcement of the couple's return, the house is a flutter. We see some of our old friends like Monocle Guy <laughs> and, a, and a new <laughs> I face. Love Monocle Guy. <laughs> a new face, Prudence, who seems Featuring to be. Featuring Monocle Guy. <laughs> the wacky king. king. And the very stern Prudence. <laughs> so she seems to be like the housekeeper or castle keeper, if you will, and the planner of sorts. But she is performing duties that the princess should perform since there has been no other female to perform them. Cinderella can't believe she's going to be live in the castle. The prince assures her it's not a dream. You're a princess now. Princess Cinderella. Now. Oh, that's my name. The meaning of the name <laughs> is gone. It's gone. It's got the E.T. problem, right? E.T. Yeah. stands yeah. for extraterrestrial. But then in canon, everybody calls him E.T., including his family. <laughs> yeah. Cinderella is not the character's name. It's what her stepsisters and stepmother called her because oh, she got, right. always had ashes on her. That's not her name. What's her actual name? I don't know, like Susie. I don't know. Did you see the Bev? The, yeah, like Bev. Barb. <laughs> it's Asherella, and they changed it. Um, you know that, that movie with Drew Barrymore? She is Ever After? Oh, like I think I've seen that. It's been a long Rachel time. Rachel or I don't and I don't know. I've never read the novel, but I can't imagine the character was born as Cinderella. That was a but anyway, it, it's a problem for me because it's so derogatory. Anyway, mm. whatever. <sighs> Back to the castle. The king is now uh <laughs> king is just Hold now on. realizing. Guys, what would I just <laughs> hypothetical here? Somebody walks up to you, yeah. hands yeah. you a crown, says you are a prince. 
What's your reaction? You're a prince now. I don't know how to be a prince. How will I ever throw the ball? <laughs> just, I, I think I'd probably just be like, okay. No, you'd be. You wouldn't be like. This changes everything. I can quit my job doing insurance, mm. or I could like <laughs> get a new job doing whatever the hell I wanted because I don't have Honestly, to work for money. Not- Maybe. I don't think I know what a prince is supposed to mean because there isn't like an entire like genre of movie about what a prince is supposed to be other than <laughs> someone who apparently will come someday. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, arrive. Don't think anything dirty. Oh, I didn't. No, I'm a little slow today. I'm sleepy. My brain's um, not coming up with the dirty stuff. Cinderella's For real everybody's name. benefit, really. I mean, <laughs> Cinderella's real name was Ella, Mary Beth Ella Gertrude, via the Disney version of the tale. However, in other versions, she had many other names. The Grimm brothers, they wrote the original version, is Cinderella Ashtonbudel. Bless you. Ash lady. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe her name is actually Cinderella. But we just we call her Ash. Just go by Ash. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if... <laughs> I, I, at some point, I guess she's she's empowered now by her name. Like, yeah, that's once a good point. That's our stopped, word now. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So, uh, all right. I, I I have another <laughs> I have another little break, but I, before I get there, I want to just continue our story where the king has just realized that she won't know the first thing about being a princess. She just got back from her honeymoon. Prudence is to teach her everything there is to know about. Princessing. The royal banquet will be Cinderella's responsibility now. Prudence, of course, is aghast because that's her job. But, sir, she won't know. It's been usurped. Yeah, she won't know anything about throwing a banquet. Then we cut to Cinderella. I won't know anything about throwing a banquet. Oh, well, at least I can stay past midnight. (laughs) We know she's excellent at throwing banquets because you can go to a banquet every day at Walt Disney World Uh in the Magic Kingdom where Cinderella presents her royal banquet just for you. And this is an introduction to how the banquet is made. That's the origin story for a banquet at a theme park. And if you're interested, yeah, if you're interested. Just like the Tower of Terror movie, the, 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 Mm -hmm. the, little vignette we're watching now is how the banquet was made this is the origin story of the cinderella's royal table that was made wow. 30 years prior to this movie and prince and- philip didn't tell anyone about who this person is or what her values are or what to expect so they're like maybe she does have some abilities maybe she can learn these skills instead of being a idiot like she is through these sequences well no i'm gonna push back on that i disagree yeah and she was and trying her best by the way if you're interested in going to cinderella's royal table you can call 856 our ears <laughs> concierge.com um anyway so so prudence is aghast so she won't know and then uh stay past midnight i thought that was a funny joke at least this mm-hmm. time i can stay past midnight and the Prince says, perfect, and I'll be right by your side. And then we have immediate cut to, I have to go now? Because the king has some royalty, royalty or royal business stuff, and the prince has to come with him. And he keeps repeating, matters of state? <laughs> okay. I have to go pay the sultan in another right. sequel. All right, here's my... We've got to colonize someplace. <laughs> here's my problem. 
this poor planning of this whole thing. The banquet is in two days, and the king really needs it to be exactly just so, right? Mm-hmm. So he plans a two-day trip immediately after the prince and the princess arrive and demands that the new princess, who he is concerned about not knowing anything about throwing a ball, must be the one to throw the ball. Like, it's just... It, I ha- Jimmy, ha- I have the answer. All right. <laughs> he's, the, he's an annual pass holder. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it has to be exactly the me. way he wants. <laughs> and it has to be perfect. Yeah. It has to be made by Cinderella herself. That's right. Oh, I can't and wait to do an episode of Very Annual Pass Holders about the reopening of Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. And all the things they're doing wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I wanted to mention how kind of the animation in this movie looks. At first, mm-hmm. I was like, all the mice have dead eyes. Mm-hmm. Um and none of the view, none of the listeners can see this, but my eyes are very dead today. <laughs> and but the, so but, it seems but, ironic that I would comment on that. But Audrey, they make up for it because Cinderella doesn't have facial features, which so. I True. kind of—that's the next part I was getting to—is that it's it's kind of I like the softness of how her face is animated and how well, it's the character the design from the 1940s it came out in 1950 that was the character design of the character you can only alter it so much i mean she that's, only has two costumes that's fair yeah and, and and one thing i kind of i don't know i was just thinking like maybe my problem with the movie growing up was that it was very feminine and like cinderella is very soft and kind and like very you know she's just I, I couldn't relate to her as much because mm-hmm. I just I'm not I don't see myself that way like graceful and you're more and, like, of a Drizella. I'm definitely more of a Drizella or what's the other one? Anastasia. Name? Anastasia. Oh, know? she comes up later. He's so exciting. Prudence, uh, who's the housemaid, is none too pleased with the fact that she that Cinderella's in charge. She glares at Cinderella. The king and prince leave Cinderella, and uh, and Cinderella enters the very large, very menacing grand hall, which is completely dark. <laughs> there are no lights, no candles. It is pitch black outside of the lights from outside. Maybe that's period-specific accurate. I don't know. Anyway, she sees her old friends, the mice, and the dog, Bruno. Bruno the dog is there. We see Arf. one other time, but that is the last time in 120 minutes we see this dog. Uh, they're acknowledging that you've seen the other movie. Yes, it, they're paying um, off. Yeah. There's the dog. We have fan we have service. A, yeah, we fan saw service. it too. No, we remember have big... those char- remember those characters who aren't Cinderella, mm-hmm. the two mice, or the fairy godmother. Mm-hmm. They're here too. Yeah, except we don't inter- know their names either. They introduce <laughs> friends that we'll get to. That what? They're were, they were her friends. Like they, we've never seen them before. Maybe they're she her didn't friends. Have any friends? That's that's the whole thing. That's, that's Cinderella's whole, whole deal. Is she yeah. didn't have friends. Her friends are mice. I had a really dark thought just now. And share it. Share no, it. I was just like, hold on. Let me get. I'll, if she I'll, wait, wait. I'll tone it down for you, so you can say any horrific with this going. I was just thinking, like, oh, man, if I was Cinderella growing up in that house with those two evil stepsisters and an evil stepmom, I might just kill myself. Oh, wow. But she had friends, so that's what makes her... She lived through that, and people live through much worse, so... It's true, and Mm -hmm. she's a strong woman. I'd say in this movie, she is very strong and independent and And free thinker. 
and resilient. So they have a big scary day tomorrow. The mice are there to help. The next morning, Prudence and some handmaidens are knocking at Cindy's door. They enter to see a snoring lump on the bed under the covers. <laughs> when Prudence gets closer to wake Cindy, she gets licked in the face. What? It ah! was just Bruno. Bruno. Last time we see Bruno in the entire movie. Uh, because Cinderella <laughs> was already awake down in the kitchen making breakfast. Wait. She's, so, but, and I'm this, with her. In the dog moment, they do this thing in, this, in these movies that it's like, you know, you notice these patterns. And this is a pattern that I've started to notice is mm-hmm. they'll do that reveal that like, like this character should have identified that it was the dog as soon as she gets licked. Like mm-hmm. as soon as she yeah. gets licked, because no human then, has a tongue that long, right? And no human just licks people that they. Well, that's I mean, also I, true. Well, I do. She's never met this person my thing. before. Who knows? Right. And you look theme park rides. That's I, I can't <laughs> wait to do it again. Um, I'm vaccinated. Small world. I'm coming for you. Watch um, out. <laughs> do you think they'll put masks on the children oh, in the cute. small world? They didn't ride. at Disney World. <gasps> they should. I, I will. Just get off the boat and be like, let's be safe. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but only so, in the China scene, am I right? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh. Um, but the, the character the character getting licked or whatever he always reacts with this like, uh, is, I can't. <laughs> Cinderella just licked me. And then it's like, and then, and then, t- t- and I get that that's the, the, the joke, but like, too much time passes where mm. we're allowed to think that this idiot actually thinks that this is Cinderella licking people. I think right. they probably just tried to pad it a little bit just to make the movie longer. <laughs> yeah, maybe. How about that? Or maybe. The episode of the TV show. Um, but wait, princesses don't make breakfast. Silly slave girl. Uh, uh, what? If I were a princess, I would definitely make breakfast. Right? It would be freaking delicious. Because you know what? You'd have unlimited access to anything you want to make. You could make whatever you want, cheese omelets, like uh, Cinderella suggests. Oh, or like Selena Gomez on my new favorite TV show huh? on HBO what? Max that I'm obsessed with, where she learns ninety day make... fiance. No, she she's learned she's on HBO Max. I just discovered the show last night. I'm obsessed with it because it's Emily in Paris, ridiculous. No, it's <laughs> she's in COVID. She's in she's in COVID. You know, you know, people are she's in COVID. Yeah, we've all been and, there. Um, and she, I guess, is learning how to cook by uh, Zoom with all these celebrity chefs. Oh. And what hooked me was at the very beginning, the first episode. And I've watched this moment more times than I care to admit where she says, uh, anyone who knows me knows that I love to cook, but I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I watched that clip at least 15 times last night and every, it makes less sense every time you hear it. Cause it's like, <laughs> It's like, you know, you know, if you ask any of my friends, what's this guy about? They'd be like, he loves cars. He absolutely loves cars. He loves to drive. He loves to drive more than anything. And then you come and talk to me and you're like, so I hear it. Do you know anything about cars? I don't even know what one is. (laughs) (laughs) 
but I love to drive. <laughs> That's funny. I love driving. Never tried it. <laughs> I, I don't know. Check out Selena Gomez on How to Cook on HBO Max. <laughs> uh, brought she to you by Concierge. Maybe she'll be answering the phone. <laughs> she'll, you'll, they'll book a trip for you to go to Selena Gomez's house. In fact, she is answering the phone, and if she's not, then complain. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Selena Gomez. I... Hey, it's me, Justin Bieber. Whoa, hey Justin, let's do a collab sometime. I love to cook, but I don't know how to do it. Oh, and I love to be a, a superstar. <laughs> Selena Gomez, that's me. You know my favorite songs. Uh... Waiting for tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> you will be here in my arms. Sammy Lovin. <laughs> Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber, everybody. Thanks for okay, joining bye. us. Bye. See you later. Thanks, so guys, for joining on this, our little humble podcast. Get tattoo. Was that Selena Gomez just now? <laughs> yeah, can you uh, believe it? Justin she even Bieber. sang a little. He yeah. smells like In CK1. It's amazing. <laughs> Justin sounded a little weird. Is that? That's Selena. But seriously, also. before we move on any further, Justin Bieber totally smells like CK1, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't even know what that smells like, but I'm going to assume it Smells it's... like Justin Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to smell, but I love smells. Oh, you had COVID? <laughs> Oh, I have gosh. a friend who who had COVID, and and yesterday she tell you know she hasn't been able to smell smell for weeks. And yesterday we saw her, and she's like, "I had asparagus for lunch today," and <laughs> I went to the bathroom and I smelled my pee. I'm like, "That's, that's why, a- why are you announcing that?" But it's like, I smelled my pee. I was like, "Oh, yeah, that, congratulations! Yeah, that's, that's, that's exciting. A, that's a point of celebration." A yeah. Uh, before we move on, I like this movie better as Pocahontas too. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah, you liked it better than point. Pocahontas too. No, better, better when as. it was called. Yeah. Oh, I see. There's yeah. that whole princess dress up moment, and like, screw this, I'm gonna be, I'm myself. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and but, sort of back to what I was saying about that, like her su- her sucking at everything, and how I think that's stupid. How different would this be? And I mean this sincerely. If like. They're they're approaching her like ooh she's a commoner she doesn't know how blah 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 she and she just kills it she kills all of it she's like yeah I could do the books on my head thing like I'm I'm not an idiot I'm just yeah. not from privilege well she does in a way and and I guess we'll circle back to it but but she I think she's somewhat of a magician in a way um, because she's in the kitchen uh, suggesting to make omelets. And she's dressed as herself, except she's wearing her, you know, whatever made costumes, the blue with the apron and everything. She's I think wearing the that. Kids but... call that cottage core. Okay, cottage core. Co- she's wearing it, her cottage core fit. I called mm-hmm. it the slave girl outfit. But anyway, so, <laughs> you know, it's the, you've seen it, but it, it's, it's Cinderella. And then Prudence <laughs> is like, the, the princess is missing. She comes to the kitchen, she what points at Cinderella. I'm glad someone else went there. Yeah, (laughs) she doesn't have a gold bikini. She's wearing a blue dress instead of the red dress she was wearing yesterday. 
She's wearing the blue dress that we've seen her sweep stuff in. She's in it the whole freaking first movie. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. But then Prudence comes down, points at her, like, what have you done with the girl? What have you done with the princess? Where is she? And and all Cinderella does is, good morning, Prudence. And that was enough for Prudence mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I didn't recognize you. Oh, like, damn, I f***ed up. Well, I'm so sorry, your highness. Listen, I just thought, oh, wow. But she's like, it's her awful clothes. Like, the awful clothes threw her off. And this happens again later, by the way, where she does this magic trick where nobody recognizes her because she changed her dress. Well, her her dress is like... Uh, uh, Clark Kent's glasses. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's the same How? basic, except for she doesn't change her physical appearance in any way. <laughs> so, you know, so with the like whole dressing her up and trying to make her be someone else, like how do you put that into a movie but show it internally? Like the character's internal struggle with trying to fit in. Fight like, because it's always physical, you know, like we're yeah. going to put your hair up and we're going to make you wear the silly thing. Or glasses. But like, what if it was in, what if it was like the them trying to make her change? Not in a physical way. Does that make sense? Make it like Fight Club. No. Give her. But like maybe more like a social situation where she's like with friends and she says something silly and they laugh at her. And like the internal struggle of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that because they don't say that kind of thing here. I Mm, should fake it. Oh, totally. Oh, I, I need to change my personality like but that's that- the whole thing is that she's not going to do that like that's that's the whole point of this character is she's not going to conform that's what right. this whole thing's about so she's just being her and they think it's crazy because she's wearing you know raggedy clothes instead of a fancy dress which is what the whole next you know little scene is about but um anyway so prudence introduces cinderella to her ladies in waiting beatrice and daphne who is full-bodied lady and that point is going to be driven home to us when cinderella <laughs> mentions that she's making breakfast and daphne licks her lips mm. and asks about like is there going to be toast and butter mm. <laughs> and she gets very excited so prudence like, points out in the, at these moments the other characters may as well just be like she's fat yeah. <laughs> like, or like start like, mooing in the background or something like just it's it's so ridiculous. They're not necessarily shaming her for it. Are no, they? that's well, true. They're I pointing it out. That basically, the fat one is real excited about food. You know, Gus is always, you know, chasing food. And it's just, yeah, we get it. it we get it. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 really hammer the point home in a very unsubtle way. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, see, she likes to eat. That's her character. Yeah, that's her Yeah, defining trait, right? Um, but they're usually nice, the fat ones. But anyway, um, like in the uh, like in the, the the aforementioned Drew Barrymore one, the the quote unquote fat sister was also the nice one, but loved food. So anyway. you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, so it's okay because Drew Barrymore did it. Um, so Prudence is like, uh, yeah, you don't make breakfast. Princesses don't make breakfast. That's just not how things are done which you'll hear a lot. Cindy uh, rightly observes that there are rules about breakfast. Cinderella Stupid. learns about all the rules and she questions everything. Why She's she has a libertarian. To... There you go. <laughs> Why she has to dress so proper. Why are the curtains closed? Where do people sit at the table? What color napkins? She has so much to learn and so little time. Dinner has to be, ready? Here's the menu. The finest roast beef, French onion yeah. soup, Fresh baguettes, mashed potatoes, 
Yeah. The best truffles. And for dessert, yeah. prune soup. Because old people I'd like try prunes. it. That's I mean, it, Keeps it you looks regular. smelly. The, the king, of course, insists on all of this. It has to be just perfect. Now, they're outside in the courtyard to teach Cinderella how to wave or something. When she sees her friends at the gate, yeah. now they're her friends. She's never had friends. We've never seen them. She was isolated and alone, but whatever. When she goes to greet them and open the gates to let them in, Prudence makes it clear that commoners are not allowed into the castle. The gates open for royalty only. Exclusive club. Exclusies. So this is setting itself up to be like one of those 90s like hip hop comedies where a rapper moves next door to like a stodgy mm-hmm. old white family. Yeah. And one, the, With, the starring Steve, played, Ma- Steve Martin. Yeah. Steve Martin or. Queen uh, Latifah. Yeah. 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 Like one of those where it's just like I am totally at this moment. I'm just like they may as well break dance at the end of this sequence. Like it may as well be. Like Cinderella teaching them all how to break, and it—that is kind of how it ends. Well, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't thanks. even gotten there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're kind of right. I mean, it's yeah. There's some maybe some of the same tropes, but not as blatant. Uh, more it's about very a, from a class point of view. It's very very blatant. This yeah. is class, but they're accepted. As- they're accepted <laughs> yes. very quickly, and and it's more about inclusion than it is about classism. I think, but. I don't know. So back in the castle, the ladies in waiting are teaching Cinderella to dance with books on her head. So Mm -hmm. uh, they begin quizzing her on all the choices she has to make. I mentioned above. So like napkins and who sits where she's inundated and overwhelmed to yeah, cream a bone. And they're exactly the same. Ecru. Yeah. Which is a color. Yeah. It's like bone. Uh, She's inundated and overwhelmed to the point where she collapses She's on the ground, and then when the help come to look on her, sitting on the floor, Prudence quips, the dance is best performed on one's feet. Like, Ugh. bitch. Yeah, they're, they're beating her up, but she's having difficulty yeah. learning these things because it's they don't inherently come to her in. because she's a damn commoner. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is, this is a classist movie. Okay. Uh, this this or sequence rather because well, she's I mean the she, third one's classes not, too with Anastasia right. and the Baker. <laughs> well, but they they get around that kind of like it's it's I the problem I have and I mean this like as like somebody who occasionally identifies as somebody who cares about class. I can't identify as a marxist on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is dead. Um <laughs> um it, the fact that they made it that these things are hard for her and not mm-hmm. that they're foreign, just difficult. Like she's having, it's very like the the books and the like the keeping poise and the keeping the balance. It's like she cannot do that because she comes from a different stock. It would be a completely different thing if it was like, oh yeah, I'm killing this. I just don't. This isn't part of my value system. Mm-hmm. Well, then there's no you know conflict. I mean? So I, I I get your point. And I think it's less about she can't do it and more about she's never done it. And it's it's different, but it's not like she's not able. And she's doing all of the things all at once. Yeah. It's like, sure, everyone could probably walk with books on top of their heads. But could you also do that while wearing a pair of shoes you've never worn uh, and a crazy dress and also... 20 people are asking you questions. Yeah, that's right. 
And mm-hmm. it creates con. Anyway, I see your point, yeah. Dan, but um, I also at some point have to sleep. Uh, so Daphne, who, <laughs> Daphne offers her hand to help Cinderella up, but she gets up on her own, very deliberately doesn't take Daphne's hand. She walks out of the room before closing the door. Prudence says, this is a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Cinderella sobbing on her bed. The mice come to offer a consolement, and Cindy is frustrated that she doesn't know how to princess write. She goes to the mirror and sees that she doesn't look like herself. This is that Pocahontas moment that Dan was talking about. And in a very empowering speech, Cinderella questions everything. Why does it all have to be this way? Why can't the drapes be open? Why can't we have <laughs> other colors than napkins? Why can't it's dangerous come to, to ask castle? questions? Mm-hmm. Why don't I have facial features? No, this part you can't. You <laughs> can't interrupt me. Blemishes. This one you can't interrupt me because I I thought this was really good. And this okay, is go for it. this is this is good. Why? <laughs> why I was a dish maid when the prince married me, and he loves me because I'm me. I've been following somebody else's rules about who I should be and how I should dress. So she changes back to her dr- dish made outfit and proclaims, I'm going to make the, the make, I'm going to plan this ball my way. Then in a montage of planning, and then there's a later one later that I'm going to make you not interrupt me for, but you can interrupt. Me. <laughs> <laughs> the montage has the worst music. So here's what I want to talk about. This is another highlight. Here's the problem. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. Howard Ashman, uh, oh, no potentially single-handedly changed the Disney musical. He started the Renaissance with the little mermaid. It's more of a Broadway style. He brought in the concept of the, I want song, you know, that's, you know, bells, literally, I want adventure. I want that, you know, that song part of your world is an, I want song. Hercules has one hunchback has one. And then we get to Tarzan. Tarzan has music. The thing about musicals, right, especially musical comedies, is that you say words and when you can't emote or get your point across enough with words, you go to music. And when you can't get your point across enough with music, you go to dance. Like it's an emotional thing that gets you to that place. And so these musicals that worked really well were were character driven and emotion driven because this is what I want. I'm so passionate about it. I'm going to sing about it. With Tarzan, the reason it's so bad is not because of who wrote the music, but it's because the characters aren't emoting. Partially. They're being sung to or about by this third-party voice, right? And that's the problem with this movie in large part because it's it's songs that are being sung while the characters are having emotion or going through things. And that's – that's it was brought to my attention by a couple of YouTube channels. And it's like, yes, that's why Tarzan sucks so bad. Well, and it's not an I want, it's an I can or I will. Well, yeah, whatever it is. It, it's it, a montage. It's a montage, I mean, it's right. an excuse for a montage. But it's the montage is saying words about what's happening in the montage, you know, right. the general and, sense of what's happening. And the story still makes sense if you take out the song. Whereas exactly. in the other good examples that Jimmy provided, the story and the music are, uh, they don't make sense without each other. But Audrey, right. you don't get a song that way. Yeah, and you can't what? call it a new musical, like with new music and anyway. Uh, we right. need the song. <laughs> so listen, there's a, there's a podcast channel called Sideways and then another one, Lindsay Ellis. They do a really good job breaking down some of this stuff. So I encourage you to watch those YouTube channels. Anyway. And have them be on our shows. By the um, way, have ooh. them be on our shows. Uh, Lindsay Ellis is a very Jenny sharp. Jenny Nicholson. Jenny Nicholson. Um, send me some cookies while you're at it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nerdy nummies can come on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, salami. I like it when people send me salami. Have you um, sent salami before? Not well. Well, yeah, you know, that Christmas exchange thing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm imagining that Cinderella, Cindy, Fire, Ash, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. she puts together this menu. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. French toast. <laughs> yeah. For breakfast. Cupcakes. Okay. Corn dogs. I'm just thinking, what would they have a commoner do? Oh, sure. Well, so, chocolate pudding, obviously. So, so it's right, chocolate heavy. pudding. And I'm thinking this is probably she's going to put together the kids' meal because she doesn't really know what what's happening. And I'm also thinking like they want to tie this into the royal banquet at Walt Disney World. Book your trip today. Eight five six our ears. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ask for Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Uh, <laughs> Or Jordan, um, Justin Bieber. Thanks for calling ear, our, thanks for calling concierge. This is Selena Gomez. How can I schedule your trick for you today? Oh, I think we've conferenced in on where's the customer. I think it's just the two of us. Sultan. Oh, this keeps happening. All right, well, you hang up. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> okay, I... I'm gonna hang up. I don't. I don't know if it's a copyright problem, but nobody listens. It's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so cool how they use my my song is the Hulk music. You know. Do you ever listen to the Supreme Music? I hope they get the magic back. <laughs> <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> uh, Two stars. So anyway, I'm thinking French toast, cupcakes, corn dogs, fruit punch, omelets because she mentions them earlier. Spaghetti and meatballs, because who doesn't love spaghetti and meatballs? <laughs> and then she brings back, because it's mentioned before, roast beef. And I was imagining that she would say to the king slash sultan, and I got you your prunes. And that actually would have been a better ending. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's, she doesn't have to, she doesn't have to like completely toss the plans because some That's of those true. plans were solid. You know, I thought the crew <laughs> napkins were nice with the, bone colored tablecloth so they just keep those and like why don't we just swap out the dessert you know yeah anyway path of least resistance she does it her she does it her way you the commoners are invited own way. the gates are open there's new dessert there's open window drapes there's new kind of dancing prudence of course keeps repeating this simply is not how things are done or some variation of that she's losing it everyone <laughs> but prudence is thrilled about all these changes then the king arrives just in time for the ball. When the king and prince arrive, the ball is in full swing. Commoners and royalty are dancing together. At first, the king, of course, is outraged by all these changes. But upon each reveal, the king becomes delighted. And he always says, there needs to be some new traditions around here. <laughs> Everyone is very happy. And Prudence gives Cindy all the credit. And she says she is honored to be of service. So Prudence does a 180 in about 14 seconds. I didn't mind that. Yeah, that no, was cool I didn't either. I, I liked all of this. And my favorite part was the end that we've already heard with the preview. Uh, we close on Prince and Cinderella sitting on their thrones. Prince says, I'm glad you do things your way. Voiced by the same actor who played Greg Brady on the Brady Bunch movies. Uh, Cinderella says, I'll figure out this princess thing someday. And Which he is says, voiced by the same person who does June in Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh. And a bunch of other characters that I recognize, but didn't take hmm. the time to write down. I mean, since we're pointing it out, I think maybe, uh, what's the evil, not evil lady named? 
What's her name? Prudence. Again? Agnes. Prudence. I think that's April Winchell, but I'm not sure. It's the same actress. She does a lot of stuff. She's in uh, the one with Elle Woods, uh, the the law lawyer movie, Legally Blonde. Oh, oh, she's yeah. The, like the yeah. She's the she's the, the, the Harvard kind of professor. Harvard professor who like. If, if you're, you're going to let yeah, one prick go. ruin your day, you're not right. the girl I thought you were. That's and then she, you know, turns around with her hair. And and is the banquet entirely chocolate pudding? Because I I don't remember seeing her make anything else. Well, the the one of the fat characters was running with the pudding, and yeah. she was very excited about the pudding, and it spills on the Sultan. I mean, well, King King's head. <laughs> he's outraged. He's like, where are my prunes? And then the chocolate falls in his mouth. He's like, ooh, chocolate, my favorite. <laughs> it's like, how is that your favorite? Anyway. Yeah. I I, I could be wrong, but I, I really think that all – it's just a, a pudding banquet. I kind of <laughs> like how the king is so so in the moment that he, like, drops whatever emotion. Like, he he gets so angry, but then, like – he experiences this chocolate and yeah. it's immediately turned around. Like, why like, are these curtains someone... open? And then he's like, oh, the moon is beautiful. Yeah. Isn't that cool about yeah. that character? So I'm saying he acknowledges mm. change. So anyway, Cinderella says, I'll figure out this princess thing one day. And he says, I think today is that day. The end. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> That's Woo. end of act one, by the way. Dismount. Page page three. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's oh, turn this page. canter into a trot. Yeah. Okay. We, we, this one's gonna go fast Horses. because it's oh. So before the... we, it's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> I just want to. This is something that I would say during this, but I'm gonna say at the beginning. The second story is, and I'm not. I was. It, it, I don't really an, a, a experience like panic much, like in the way that people experience it. This entire story was a nightmare. It was a panic. Ex- like inducing nightmare for me because your biggest it's, fear is mice becoming people no it's like <laughs> because because it's no i'm not joking this is like a recurring theme in actual nightmares that i have where it's like i just need to do this very simple thing that would just make everything clear and this probably says a lot about my psychology and jimmy's nodding <laughs> he's known me long enough i just need to be heard for this tiny thing that will provide all the answers mm. and nobody's letting me do it yeah that uh. makes a lot of sense dan that yeah. unpacks a lot but that right. is what this entire thing is the end yeah. act two yeah, let's move on. <laughs> all I wanted I'm fine to with that. <laughs> all I wanted to point out is how ridiculous and funny it is that the cat sees the human and says, "Oh, yes, this is just yeah. ten mice stacked on top of each other." <laughs> that was right. It was it was officially seven mice, but yeah, the, the, the cat pom poms after Jacques. cat logic was so funny. And then, <laughs> and then he gets turned into a human. She's like, "Oh, if that's one mouse, then this must be seven mice," and got really excited. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, long story if, short, if yeah, if we're skipping it, and I'm fine with that i i'll add that uh fairy godmother is like a first grade teacher in her last year mm-hmm. uh, yeah i have another <laughs> quick question if he dies as a human does he die in mouse life whoa <clears throat> like so, you yeah, know those um, that funny video game quote where it's like if you die in the movie or if you die in the game you die in real life <laughs> you guys got that reference right oh uh, no uh, more oh, games right. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, but Jumanji? wasn't that uh, wasn't uh, Ready Player One or no? That wasn't it. Dream, dream some Catcher. other dream girls. Movie. 
<laughs> okay, Act Three. Showgirls. All right. So yep. just real so quick, just two, in the interest of my thing, yep. they, they, Jacques and 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 Gus, they're picking flowers because Jacques wants to be helpful. This whole thing is about him trying to be helpful. He can't be heard. He can't be seen because he's just a mouse. If only I were human. If I, it was a little Tom Hanks moment. If I were only big. The fairy godmother's like, oh, you want to be big, eh? And it's like and trying she's, to. She's like a genie now. Yeah, and she's trying to teach him a lesson. Right. Where it's like, okay, well, you say you want to be human. I'll make you human. And then like, there's a bunch of comedy of errors. And then he tries to tell Cinderella that I'm human. And the, the monocle guy's like, oh, you're, cause he said, I'm Hugh. And the monocle guy interrupted him. Oh, you're Hugh. All right, Sir Hugh. Zug, and then zug. he goes by Hugh, Sir Hugh for the whole thing. And then the girl mouse recognizes him because he says Zug Zug. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. And then the, the, the cat thing. And then they go to a big fair. It's a big festival that Cinderella has to plan. And she does comment, by the way, which is a, another through line from this. Like, they throw a lot of parties around here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a CGI Ferris wheel. which There is a spiffy. CGI Ferris wheel that they go on and and – uh, then Jack's like, you know what? I don't want to be human anymore. And then the elephant, there's an elephant ride and the elephant goes crazy. And then the fairy godmother is like, you know what'll stop an elephant? A mouse. Are you a man or are you a mouse? I'm a mouse. And how in the hell? I thought mouse scared elephant, but elephant's already running rampant. So why would an elephant all of a sudden stop the, or a mouse stop the elephant? I don't understand. Asking well, questions is dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's better just not have facial features. Yeah, uh, I Act Two is an anxiety-inducing nightmare, and uh, that's yep. that's all. That's all I got out of it. I mean, I literally have no nothing else to add. He becomes a mouse again. Mary the mouse gives him a kiss, and the fairy godmother makes fireworks. The end of Act Two. Yeah, if and it's not it's it, not fun anxiety either. It's like I was literally I was just like sweating. This, this is like, the worst whoa. feeling ever yeah. and it's i'm watching it and i need to i don't want this anymore <laughs> if you're and, if you're here for if you're at cinderella 2 for all of the cinderella action skip this one cuz she's hardly in it it's true right. it is a, it is a jock story and of the 12 pages that i had that was one <laughs> great <laughs> well i don't think this is going to get us through the next one but i did retitle the third act and that might help okay but we're not there yet oh okay i gotta do the interlude right okay and then let me know when you want the title okay we're back to the bookmaking party they've they're getting they've got two stories now uh but no more magic for Jacques. but there is a little magic dust floating around there by the book Mm -hmm. and so another mouse Mm -hmm. grabs it and and thinks a little magic will make the bookmaking go much faster resourceful And, and then there's this whole sorcerer's apprentice thing where he throws some of this and captures some of the magic dust in his hat and dumps it on the jar that's got like crayons and pens and stuff and then there's like this whole sorcerer's apprentice homage where everything just gets out of hand and makes a huge mess and then the fairy godmother stops it eventually and they comment this is a mess speaking of messes remember when Anastasia fell in love (laughs) oh Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a quick question. Wait, no, wait, hold on. Then Fairy Godmother okay. says, "You mean Cinderella's stepsister <laughs> exposition?" Yes. No. Yeah. That's a messy story. No, it's a love story. Aww. And Mary grabs Jack, and they start to dance. Go ahead, Audrey. Um, when were crayons invented? Because those seem a little anachronistic. 
Good question. That is melted wax. 1980 right? Cinderella. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> That's funny. All right. What is um, Act 3 called? Well, this was written right before I rage quit. <laughs> because, and this was not, this was. Now I understand better why happens. you rage quit. Here's, here's the title that it should be. Cinderella's sister gets kicked in the head by a horse and then gets tarted up. That's true. <laughs> all of that, all of that happens. <laughs> if anything, she gets tarted down. Yeah, I think it's she gets it's a make under the title. But yeah, that's true. I think you're probably right. She does kind of get tarted down. Which guys, you're not. I don't. You can't relate on this level. But mm. working in makeup, like I would see those customers come in who were. Anastasia in nature, like just way too much of everything, all this, all that, all that, like layers of foundation so that their natural skin isn't visible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lots of eyeshadow, lots of eyeliner, lots of lipstick, whatever. You mean sexy? <laughs> <laughs> you mean good enough? <laughs> so those women would come and they're like, I want to change up my look. And it's extremely difficult to get people who are that comfortable with completely concealing everything to step backwards. So Cinderella is a freaking savant with makeup or something. Music. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> totally. And it is very yeah. under, like, under No, but I but what if someone came to you like I guess the the way I can relate is someone comes to you tomorrow, both of you, and says, uh you you need to wear this Armani suit. You have to do this, this, this with your hair. Like it's the exact same as as Cinderella in the first act where she's like, I don't look like myself. I don't feel right. like myself. Yeah. They're doing that in reverse with Anastasia and like Anastasia. Is it Anastasia? Anastasia, yeah. Anastasia. But like in the opposite direction. So less, less, less. And when you're used to wearing so much as like a protective armor, which mm. I think is what her character is That's doing. That's her mom is telling her is beautiful. Right. It's, it's, it's her... She's got that issue, you know, and like, how do you, how do you, uh, like, she's very vulnerable in this moment. No, I get it. I guess if someone were to come to me, like, in this moment where I'm at in my life now and were to say, I need you to be, like, less buff and jacked, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you <have> to- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> This is not the moment in the movie where it passes the Bechdel test because they're always talking about a guy. But in the first one, they it were does. not. Yes. The, the first and one passes because they didn't talk about the prince or a guy at all. It was all about her and all about what she needed to do and her growth and everything else. So Right. Okay. <clears throat> so at the end of that uh, interlude, the Jacques and Mary were dancing kind of like a waltz. And their dance fades into Cinderella and her prince as dolls in a music box. And Anastasia is watching this longingly. So, you know, I don't want to go down too many rabbit holes here, but why does Anastasia who got banished from the castle because she was evil to the step to the stepsister have a, how does mom let her have a music box of Cinderella in their house? But anyway, whatever. That's a good question. So she knew uh, there was going to be a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that those stepsisters are back because they were the fun. They were they most were fun. fun. 
and Drizella doesn't get a lot of uh, action in this movie. This is an Anastasia heavy scene, but anyway, so she's longingly looking at this dancing couple, kind of wishing it would be her someday. And then Lucifer, the cat, Lucifer's back. Lucifer, the cat tries to pull this ribbon she's holding. And yes, the cat is named Lucifer. My friend. I don't know. My friend Jasmine has a cat named Lucifer, and he just howls. Your friend is Princess Jasmine. (gasps) I thought the cat was named Raja. Oh, (laughs) that one. Anyway, kind of new one. The boy cat. Oh, (laughs) not the girl cat. Is Raja? Did we decide that was a boy? I can't remember. I think so. I think we decided it was a boy. boy. Anyway, Anastasia and Drizella start bickering as they do. Then the evil stepmother comes in to remind them that Cinderella's ball is tomorrow and they need to behave so they don't fail her again. She also reminds the girls the only way to attract any man is perfect appearance. Maybe a count or a duke. They are off to town to buy some stuff. And Lucifer, of course, is forced to come. Yeah. Back at the castle, Cindy is in her common garb to be in disguise so the town folk won't recognize her. She's put on her Clark Kent glasses. Yes. She's so Jasmine now. You know what I mean? She doesn't want the common folk to recognize her. Anyway, so she invites the mice. Of course she does. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she's what? Crazy. Well, because she's they've been, they, the stepsisters invited the cat, person. so she had to invite the right. mice. Anyway. No one's going to mess with the lady sitting on the ground talking to mice. <laughs> That's true. This is This is the exact same reason. I don't know if I've told this story on this show either, but when I lived in Boston, I used to skip home at night when I was like walking late. Oh, because they, nobody's going to rape the, the, the skipping girl. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what's going on there? I'll just avoid it. <laughs> I guess I did tell that story. No, I just assumed that's where it was going. It, it was. Like, no one's going to. It's like, that's a weird person. They're skipping. Yeah, Why? Skipping at night. That's crazy person. Nobody's going to touch you. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's number one. It's Solid. sad that you have to do it. Men are sick. Men yeah. are crazy. Men ruin the world. I mean, it, they're gross. Men are gross. And the fact that you have to like skip to try to be a crazy person so you don't get raped is just – anyway, I'm sorry. That's not what the show is <laughs> no, about. No, that, that, that's all true. That's all completely true. Women can be perverts too. I'm yeah. sure. But yeah. they, listen, there are not – Jim Jeffries does a really good stand-up bit where he has a, his kid, his little boy, like two years old, at the gym. You know, at the at the uh, they have little daycares at the gym, right? Mm-hmm. When you could do that. And there was this woman that, like, every time he would bring the baby in, like, oh, there's my boyfriend. Oh, there's my little man, like rubbing on him and hugging him, and I love you, my little boyfriend. And if it were Jim Jeffries in reverse, well, that's okay. That's okay. It's like, you know, that's it, it's a woman and, and a little boy, whatever. But if Jim Jeffries was in the same thing and a little two-year-old girl comes in, he's like, there's my little girlfriend. <laughs> Come here, let me squeeze you. That's uh, the point. It's like, it's yeah. anyway, cause, because men are gross. And that's why they have movies like To Catch a Predator and stuff. It's never some random woman that's trying to, anyway, whatever. Unless they live in Florida, but that's. And then you have anyway. other problems if you're living in Florida. That's right. Like okay. the freedom to go to a grocery store without a mask on. <laughs> yeah, freedom. Hashtag freedom. 
I get my first shot on Monday. Anyway, Yay. so uh, okay, so the uh, the the she wants to get garland for the of flowers, like a flower wreath for the prince as mm-hmm. a surprise for the ball, right? In town, the townsfolk are towning, right? They're doing their thing. They're selling their wares. <laughs> I'm about to get my town on. That's right. You know, the, there's goes Four the baker with his sounding. Yeah, there goes the baker with his tray, like always. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, she's Belle. In this scene, it's kind of the Belle thing. It's a poor provincial town with a castle. Um, anyway, so there's, there's a shopkeeper selling garland, the heart wreaths. He says, "If you give them to each other, you will always be together." No. Anastasia sees this. And the shopkeeper asks her if she needs one for the ball. And she kind of has this whole who me moment. And just as she's about to get one, uh, stepmom or mother, well, mommy yells at her to come along. It's like, you need to come. Well, yeah. She does a pretty good impression, (laughs) by the way. Yeah. And yeah. And the the character work Mm -hmm. is good, is solid. Yeah. For all of these characters. Um, Mm. So further in town, Anastasia smells the delightful aroma of baguettes. Being wood fire baked in the bakery. Bruh. And she, Pepe Le Pew, sort of like nose sense in, right? Yes. Um, as the, I, I guess, am I not allowed to say Pepe Le Pew anymore? I forget. As the baker pulls out the bread and turns around, he and Anastasia bump into each other and lock eyes. It is love at first sight, guys. Oh. But he's not royalty. What could possibly go wrong? Do you guys Just, believe in love in first sight? Hmm. I it, I believe in the yes. feeling. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I believe in the feeling. Yes. Okay. Conceptually, I mean, I remember seeing my my wife for the first time. Oh, I'm so here for this story. Just well, we were in a ballet class as one does. And <laughs> Wait, truly? Yeah, yeah. Oh it was gosh, my major. I had to so take ballet. Cute. And oh yeah, I just God. I remember the moment. I remember seeing her and. And just being totally enamored of her. And, you know, I don't know. It Aww. just it, I never stopped from the moment I first saw her. I I would kind of, she had a boyfriend. I would kind of check in with her for years. And I would flirt with her at the restaurant she worked at. Are you still with your boyfriend? And, yeah, just kind of pursued her over the years. And then I saw her sing in a musical. Ironically, she played Cinderella and in Into the Woods. And I watched her play that and I'm like, this woman, I fell in love with her at that moment. Like, I love this woman. She's fascinating to me and, and just incredibly beautiful and so talented. And that was, she had me at that point, but we started dating like three years later. Yeah. Did she mention when, how she felt when she first saw you? Like, or does she remember? What's her side of the story? She remembers so much. It was a little bit different story. Like I started dating her in like. I want to say August of 2002, which coincidentally, same movie this year came out. And I think she started dating me. I started dating her in August. She started dating me in November. (laughs) I see what you mean. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Anyway, it's because I didn't give her the heart wreath. Sorry, I I failed you. So go ahead and uh, finish up your touching story. (laughs) That was... 18 years ago Aww. in Southern California. And then a the, the year later, in 2003, I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. 2004, my lovely wife joined me from across the globe in 
just a mere year later, I proposed marriage on my knee on the altar of the fairy tale wedding pavilion at Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Which YouTube? <laughs> Which YouTube can plan your wedding? At 856 Our Ears. That's concierge.com. It's Selena again. I heard you're planning a wedding. Let's finally get married. We're finally We're getting married. Finally getting Let married. me be the first to congratulate you on your engagement. We got some wonderful packages here. And on February 9th, 2006, we got married at Walt Disney World's beautiful wedding pavilion. Is that what you're setting me up for? Yeah. Who me? Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I just, you know, I had an urge <laughs> while you were while you were doing the sincere thing. Mm-hmm. I almost hit the button. I was like, nah, that wouldn't be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love her. She's wonderful. She's more beautiful now than she's ever been. And um but she's a wonderful enough mother. about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about true love, Cinderella 2. Um, all right so she they they bump into each other anastasia and the baker just to bring us back to it they lock eyes love at first sight he's not royalty and then kind of they're about to connect and then uh the evil stepmother slaps the roll out of her hand and tells her everything in here is inferior and she's not no she never tried it yeah well he's a shopkeeper right he's not to speak to the shopkeeper because small business owner good Mm. for him all right, so here's what I want to address, okay? Now, whilst Anastasia's in the shop with the baker, Cinderella's walking by at that moment, looks in the window, and is like, oh, it's her. And he's like, oh, they're in love. And then, like, after that, and if you can picture this, if you're in the shop looking outside, there's a door in the middle. On the right-hand side, there's a window. On the left-hand side, there's a window. Cinderella's on the right-hand side window. See this? The baker and Anastasia, and then the wick, the evil stepmother walks into the shop, slaps the bread out of her hands, and then they walk out again. Both times they would have to lock faces with Cinderella, <laughs> and they never see her. This disguise is magical. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> that or they don't see this... each other. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I like how the I like the forensic breakdown. You know, like the bullet couldn't have gone from this angle because the blood mm-hmm. splatters are exactly but, a straight yeah. drop how, down. How much time did you spend piecing that together? Immediate. I was like, I watched. Oh, okay. Okay. It's like, how <laughs> did they not see her? They had to literally face come face to face in order to walk into the store, and then again on the way out. Anyway, whatever. It's magic. Uh, okay, so Cinderella looks in the shop and. She sees the smitten and confused look on his face and says, I know that look. I think they're in love. Hmm. Jack says, Anastasia's in love. And then she says, come on, you two. Anyone can fall in love. Cinderella thinks (laughs) all she needs is a little help. After all. Even people who are petty and (laughs) angry all the time. And And I think he means ugly. I really think he yeah, means ugly. Yeah, that's but. what they meant. Uh, not conventionally the, beautiful. Right. According to the values of this movie, I that's think. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yes. So she has like plan- one more facial line than yeah, Cinderella right. does. And right. her face shape isn't perfectly oval. Right. I couldn't stop throwing Therefore, up. Therefore, she's hideous <laughs> and disgusting. <laughs> I couldn't stop throwing up. 
And then she smiles later. Oh, there's a funny line I'm going to get to when she learns how to smile. But anyway, so Cinderella reminds them she had help too, once you remember, because mm-hmm. they helped mm-hmm. the dress. So the plan, they start to formulate a plan. The plan is to lure them into the square and they kind of whisper the plan to each other. And then there's a series of events and they're met together. The baker and Anastasia are met together once again when a horse kicks Anastasia into the bakery <laughs> where she gets covered with like mustard or something. I don't know. I think that was eggs. Eggs. But yes, yeah, that's right. I'm Cause, surprised because later Cinderella says, rib. I'm not the one with egg on my face, right? Yeah. Anyway, the baker helps her up. Are you okay? In like a back to the future sort of, are you okay, Lorraine? <laughs> she gets kicked by a horse. Yeah. She does. She, does. she, she gets has kicked by internal a horse. bleeding. Yeah. I mean, and not just like fall over kicked. It's 30 feet on. through a bake shop, collapsed everything, including an oven. <laughs> It's a miracle there's, she's walking. There's yeah. no other way to get the character in that position. No. It's like, well, a horse kicks her, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> she does mention she's clumsy and plain later. But. Anyway, so Anastasia's totally mortified because she's got stuff on her face and she doesn't look totally perfect. So she runs into an alley and then Cindy finds her later crying near a fountain. This is not the same fountain she cries at later, by the way. She tells yeah, Anastasia about the fountain of tears. No, it's a fountain made from her tears. She tells Anastasia that she saw her in the bake shop, and he knows it was an accident. Uh, don't give up so fast. And then Anastasia says, "What would you know? You're beautiful. It's always been easy for you." And Cinderella says, "Easy? That's not how I remember it." Hmm. Anastasia thinks that she's too clumsy and plain, but Cinderella says, "Just you just need a little help," and invites her back to the castle. But yeah. mother forbids it. Mother thinks that's beneath her. Cinderella thinks she's wrong, and the baker's terrific, and he cooks too. I think I feel for Anastasia. Like your mom is telling you constantly, you don't look good enough. Your yep. physical appearance, which is something you're just born with is not good enough. And like she makes them go through these routines and habits. And then all of a sudden those are like, Oh wow. She's deeply self-conscious and sad and alone. And I, yeah, I just want her to be happy. Oh, just wait. Um, on Google, can a horse kick, kill a lion? (laughs) Yes, it can. Uh, dangers of horse kicks. A horse kick is extremely powerful and can cause severe, Often fatal injuries, many oh, riders who experience broken bones, deep lacerations from a hoof, and even cardiac arrest. If the kick landed on their chest, which did, um, or her head, it wasn't. It is extremely possible to suffer from head injuries oh. <laughs> that can be fatal if the impact was extreme. So she's therefore she's also a horse because she's she's a ghost. If it can kill a lion, <laughs> she didn't die so she can't be a lion. That's right. Right. So she must be a horse. <laughs> I'm just that's, using the same logic that no, the cat that does true. in that act. Yeah, true. totally. Yeah. 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 Or she's 12 mice stacked 12 on top mice. of each other. She's like a third of a horse. Perfect. Back at the castle, Cinderella <laughs> escorts Anna Anastasia inside, and just as the doors are about to close, the mice run in, closely followed by Lucifer. Now, there's a subplot in here that I oh, that yeah. doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't have closure, and I'm frustrated about it. 
So the cats chase <laughs> mice just as they're about to be caught. Lucifer stops in his tracks as he has fallen in love with Pom Pom. Now, Pom Pom's the white cat with the eye, eye makeup from before. But Pom Pom's not having this, right? The mice agree to help Lucifer get Pom Pom if he agrees not to chase them anymore. And he agrees. Okay. Mm. So we're back in Cinderella's room. Anastasia's getting fixed up. She says, looks count for everything, according to Mother. Cinderella says, it is important to look your best, but that's not the most important thing. So, so important. Yeah. That's the key there. Exactly. And Anastasia brushes this off and says she needs a whole new look. There's a montage of Lucifer getting cleaned up. This is when there was this whole, um, this is another Phil Collins moment, right? Where it's being sung about. Uh, Anastasia's getting the same treatment from Cinderella. The little montage song, everybody's getting blah, blah, blah. And I think it's it's kind of a, the song's like about what's inside that counts. And I think it's Gwen Stefani singing it. I, I couldn't quite tell. But there <laughs> yeah, was a totally. there was a moment in this. It was a, a 1989 Batman Joker moment where uh, the Joker, the, in this case, Lucifer, like, makes a gesture with a hand gesture to get the a mirror to see himself in the mirror. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure it was got... a Batman. mirror mirror. Yeah. But he can't, if, talk if it's not, then that's, it's almost like if, if it's not, then that's stupid. It's not, but if, if it's it, not, then it's stupid, but assuming but if it, it is, is it then that's actually well really pretty good. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love a transformation montage or like getting ready or makeup or make under right. just cause it's like, it's so cool what you can do with your appearance. When you have the choice and the freedom to do so versus like, I must look a certain way. Right. Mm. Uh, so this is a funny exchange. Um, so every, at the end of the montage, everybody looks their best. Cinderella reminds Anastasia that you catch more flies than with honey than vinegar. She's like, what does that mean? She says, you just have to, to impress the baker. You just have to be nice to him. How do I do that? You could start with a smile. Better get me a bigger <laughs> necklace. And then Aww. Cinderella sighs. She encourages Anastasia just to try a smile, but her attempts at smiling in the mirror fail and she scares the cat. And then she says, I make babies cry too. <laughs> that that you, was really that's funny. so, so sad. Have you guys ever, here, I want to know if you've practiced your smile in the mirror. No. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't look at myself in the mirror. I try ah. not to. Okay. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> that's that's only what weird people yeah, do. I <laughs> no, it's, who would do that? It's yeah, weird. I just it's, I don't know. But I'm it, one of those. I like get enough distance because I can't see, so I don't know. I'm I don't know what I look like. I just make sure my hair is not a weird shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The end. I just mm-hmm. know, like when I'm really happy, my smile looks more goofy in pictures. In my opinion, oh, of course, you know that's just my own. Um, Hang-ups, I guess. So, like, so when I see a picture, you're like, oh, you weren't very happy in this picture? Oh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> you you your smile looks she, good. <laughs> she's posing. I also learned that if you, like, stick your tin, chin out at a cer- certain angle, it makes your – it gives you a little bit more so you don't look so goofy in pictures. Yeah, you guys are nailing it. Good job. You look. You both look so photogenic. <laughs> I feel photogenic. Just little yeah, tips and tricks. All right. Um, just in case we don't get to it. They turn Lucifer into Buster Jones. There, I made it. Made the <laughs> oh, Who turns into well, Buster Jones? I never <laughs> Lucifer. Totally, oh, he sure so does. <laughs> I thought he looked more attractive. Um, <laughs> so 
she finally gets there with her smile and Cinderella tells her that he'll never be able to resist. Uh, but then what if mother catches me? She forbid it. And then Cinderella says, maybe you should stop following other people's orders and start following your heart. And then she hands her a little baggie of Coke. And she's like, come on. <laughs> follow, your, follow your heart. Oh, my God. And then there was a fun little nod to uh, Cinderella the- on Coke is really fun. <laughs> Uh, That's just yeah. fun to imagine. Let me show you my collection of flies. <laughs> um, then there's a fun little nod to the original movie. You remember when Cinderella uh, at the end, the the bell, the midnight bell starts ringing, and she lifts up, picks up her dress, and is like, "It's late. I've got to go." Uh, the very similar thing happens here, um, where. Uh, she says, you know, follow your heart. Just then the bell rings. And in the, that same moment, Anastasia picks up her dress, runs out and says, it's late. I have to go. But they agree to meet mm. at the market at noon tomorrow. Then we cut back to the Tremaine house. It's the stepmother's house. Mm-hmm. Anastasia's brushing her hair, looking in the mirror. And then she opens the music box to watch the, you know, Cinderella Prince music box dance. And then it kind of fades to her dancing with the baker. And then she starts dancing with Lucifer in a similar way. And then the stepmother walks by and (laughs) thinks that she sees joy. But Anastasia was too fast and gets back. Um, Yeah. Anyway, then she runs. What a control freak. So we live in a world where either it's a Cinderella world where there's Cinderella merchandise or Anastasia is like very uniquely obsessed with her stepsister. Could be. I think that they were issued in the kingdom, like oh, by okay, royal proclamation. Fair. Everybody gets a music uh, yeah, box. Yeah. Or we a have a gift. we have a new princess yeah, now, so okay. we'll put her no, on our currency, or we'll make all right, music I'll boxes. I'll accept it. I don't. I don't like it, but it was that a, does it was make a wedding sense. gift. How about that? Mm. Oh, okay. I got it. That's and I, it's okay. not. It's not like super clearly Cinderella. It could be any blonde chick dancing around with, with the, the princess. With the blue dress, yeah. With no facial features. Did she have the blue dress? I thought it she was yellow. She had the blue dress. Well, maybe it was, maybe it was uh, Belle. Maybe I don't know. The, they're they're both set in France, so I'm pretty sure it was really? Cinderella. I, yeah. Cinderella huh. is a French story. So is Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Anyway. And so is Hunchback of Notre Dame. If you watch that movie during the song out there, you can see... Bell walking in the street with a book. oh noise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so this next this next scene I'm not going to read because it, it it's one of my least favorite tropes. It doesn't give me the anxiety that Dan had with the uh, you know I just if I were to say this one thing this whole thing would be resolved kind of because so Anastasia goes to town to meet up with Cinderella. She picks up uh, one of the heart wreaths for the ball, and so does the the baker. He picks right. one up too, and then he goes to his friend who happens mm-hmm. to be a woman and shows it to her and says, Oh, do you think she'll like it? Oh yeah. She's going to love it. And then Anastasia just then comes around the corner and sees him showing it to her as though he's presenting it to her. And she gets brokenhearted. Yeah. I can't believe. And then she runs away just as the, the woman friends like husband comes over and kisses her and walks away with her. So she misses that whole thing. That just, it's such a lazy trope. And then it's Mr. Done. Roper comes by. And Mr. Roper like, hey, comes yeah. and <laughs> he trips and all the, the pots and pans fall. Down. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so she runs away. She's crying at a different fountain <laughs> of tears. Also, also of tears. Also made of tears. And then 
So then he's trying to find her. He finally sits down at a fountain, happens to be the same one, but he's lamenting. And then a goat eats his flowers and he's left with one. And then he finds, and then he hears her crying. He goes over, presents the flower. She, they get excited. And then Lady Tremaine comes in just as they're like about to kiss. Um, But before that, there's this whole, that whole sidebar with the cats and, and like, Lucifer presents the cat, the pom-pom with a bouquet of fish and this works. And then they're in love now. And then the mice all celebrate. And then the cats give chase, like they're going to chase after the mice. And then Mm -hmm. one of the mice pours water on pom-pom. And for some reason that makes her mad at Lucifer and she smacks him in the face with the fish. And like, that's the end of that whole arc. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I'm glad Lucifer didn't get what he wanted. Because yeah, he's a bad cat, and he went off. He cat. went against his word of you know, it's a deal. We, I won't chase you if you get me the girl. Yeah. Well, if you that. think about it, the TV show that this didn't become uh-huh. still needs its villain, right? Yeah, I suppose. Well, but Lady so Tremaine's the villain. She's the yeah. one that's preventing well, love. But, but you need a you need a few. You know, the, the mice need a villain. Like yeah. they're building their character stable with. Okay, we have Anastasia. She's going to be part of our friends. You have the baker who, once we find a voice for him, is yeah right. Be, he said like four words in the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they were in negotiations for too long with John Goodman. So um, <laughs> <laughs> he was too thin to be John Goodman. I think he's. But the voice, yeah, no, I'm I'm saying the same thing. John John Goodman doesn't voice thin people. Uh, Seth Rogen. There you go. Yes, yeah. even though he wasn't alive, or he was young. <laughs> he was definitely alive, geeks, maybe. Just, yeah. Uh, anyway, so that's the whole end of the 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 little cat romance. But anyway, so back to the thing. So uh, Anastasia, and then uh, the stepmother comes in and says, "You can do better." And Anastasia protests and says they're gonna go. To, they're gonna go to the ball together, um, and says no. I'm I'm doing this, and you know you can't stop me. And Drizella and stepmother leave. Anastasia's dancing fantasy finally comes true. Yeah, they're at the ball and they're dancing. And then yeah. she thanks Cinderella and tells her she never knew she could be this happy. Cinderella replies, "See, dreams do come true." And that's the name of the that's movie. the name of the movie. That's the name of the movie. And that's Fetish the end of the movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. I, what a surprise that it was going to be about Anastasia's dream coming to, and not. But the Cinderella's. whole thing, everybody's dream comes true. Jock's dreams come true to be a human, and then again to oh, be yeah. a mouse again. Mm. Um, Anastasia's dream come true, and the first one, this is her dream coming true of being a princess and realizing being a princess. So the whole thing, so it's like ties together. It's like Fantasy Island. Yeah, the plane. <laughs> and then let's talk about the end credit song because. Oh God! Oh God! Oh. You guys talk about it. I'm gonna pee. He's gonna pee. I, I couldn't. It was couldn't. so terrible. I got into a really long conversation with my friend about how Disney has this terrible habit of taking songs and then overproducing them. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of Moana, they take the song, you know, I've been staring at da, 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 water. They take Moana's theme yeah. and then they turn it into this like massive club banger. Just yeah. 
super produced where it's like, let's throw in all the tricks from our bag of tricks to make it's, this a pop hit with all the kids. And it yeah, takes me and off. And it never is. That's the thing that it's I, I would understand. So here's where that comes from. I think they had an actual legitimate hit years ago with uh, the Beauty Mulan? and the Beast song. Oh, like uh, the, be our guest. No, Beauty and the Beast, the the song. Beauty and the Be- okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was an that was a the the in credit version of that song became like a hit song. Oh wow! And from no that idea. point on, they for a very long time they and I forget it was I think it was Celine Dion and I want to say Peebo Bryson did that version of it and. From that point on, they did what my friends and I called the the Celine and Peebo version of every song like that. Like they had a whole new world. Oh yeah. Like and and it and the formula was in all the same. You would get a female singer and a male singer, and you would crank the bass up in a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Slow the tempo down just a hair. So and so it, by cranking mm-hmm. the the bass up, it becomes this meaningful sweeping thing. It's a pop song. It, it, well, yeah, but Something I, I don't mean like on the, the radio. Well, I don't mean like the thumpy thumpy. I'm t- we're talking about like where this started with Beauty and the Beast, where they wanted to make the song uh, a hit. You know, um, that's what I'm saying. Something you put on right. the radio. Right, right, like right. they used to do in musicals for from the start of time. Like the top song on the charts was the right. song from the big musical. Right. And it worked for Beauty and the Beast, but it it, I think it, it worked for Frozen. <sighs> but for Frozen, it was the actual song. It wasn't the the, redone, the retooled version. It was done by uh, Selena Gomez. Adele Disease. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but it's something that they Snow do. Snow looks <laughs> wide on the mountain tonight. <laughs> Not a flickering. Eight five six. Our ears. Let, let me know. A kingdom of isolation. <laughs> I can ride. It looks like I'm, I'm dancing. A queen. <laughs> so, anyway, go ahead. Let so, go. <laughs> So it's something that has become such a part of their formula that they can't even not do it for the damn sequel. Yes. Straight to video sequel. But I will say, if you want a really great flashback. Yes, to, and. Yes, and. What? <laughs> <laughs> if you want a really great, you know, time travel into 2000s music and what was making 2000s music sound so whatever it is that's the yeah that's the end credit song because it's like you really hear it it sounds super dated just very like well yeah because it's like you i'm pretty sure it's all put together by some you know producer at the walt disney studios that is like here toss this together real quick for us it's like it's like the same way that i don't know if you both have the superpower but it's one that i definitely have you can hear when it's um Christian pop mm. <laughs> just just by the production value alone like yeah, you don't I have to I hear a single enough, word yeah. and you can just you hear it you're like this is a feeling that's, yes that's Christian pop yeah and mm. it's and it's it, it it comes from a reaching for a sound but without it but, but innovation is like off limits yeah it, it reminds me of the the Simpsons. Uh, there was a, a Christian pop artist who used to be 
um, used to be like a, a hardcore rock star. She went from one to the other and she says, all you have to do, it's the same song. You just change Jesus to baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. And this isn't to say that like, oh, if you're a Christian and you then the music can make is stupid. I'm just saying that like, if you're, if you're out there trying to make like with, with this, with Disney, it's like, Hey, let's make, let's make like, like a raunchy dance, dance mix out of vippity boppity boo, which is a, an insane thing for a person which to say. Someone has done. But then, but then they're like, okay, well, what's going to sell? Well, all these kids be twerking like mad yo. And <laughs> I don't think the twerk existed in so. 2000. No, I don't know. I don't you, think it I did. get your but, point though. But whatever it was, and they're like, okay, well, this person has pro tools or whatever. <laughs> and, and, and they're like, yeah, I can emulate that. I can absolutely emulate it. But a lot of that music, whether you like it or not, and whether you know it or not, actually comes from people doing some pretty innovative stuff. They're just making, you know, very milk toast, boring things out of it. But the sound of it, like that comes from people really knowing their stuff and really pushing the boundaries of what, that production can do. Right. But if you're looking at it and you're saying like, we need to sound like this, then that immediately puts a ceiling on what wh- you can do, what you can do, which then makes it sound less than. Yes. Mm. Uh, while I was um, peeing like the horse that kicked Anastasia, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, if, if there was someone in, you know you're listening in your life who loved these movies and you watched them growing up and you know them like the back of your hand, this is a really good podcast. <laughs> I mean, it's a good show. I love this show. It's great. It's fun to listen to even if you haven't seen it. I think we do a good job at kind of giving you I, obviously the beat by beat what happens. I think we do a good job giving you the visuals of what's going on in the show. So even if you haven't seen it. It's entertaining, clearly. Hey, have- guys. Disclaimer. Our podcast is fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, I just – I think I think we do a good job. I mean, clearly, we have people listening and, and a lot of them. So thank you for that. And uh, uh, while you're enjoying this film mm-hmm. at home mm-hmm. tonight or whenever you decide to watch this thing again or for the first time, and just t- turn the sound off and listen to our show. It, it's uh, the same. <laughs> Um, <laughs> You'll have so, to put the movie on repeat. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. You'll have to pause. For- Content warning. The show is great. Yeah. Um, but you, while you're watching, I would like you to enjoy a beer. And by the way, I Googled to see if there was something called the Bibbidi Bobbidi beer. Not like a white wine. Doesn't that seem a little more Cinderella? No, I've always done beer. Uh, okay. that was Fair the enough. whole beginning of the whole bit was Dan and I would go rent these movies and find a beer that corresponded with these movies. But that was before this age when there's 80,000 craft beer. So we're going to enjoy the princess yum yum. <laughs> the princess yum yum is a sparkly beauty. Princess brewed- Jimmy. <laughs> it's princess Jimmy, everybody. Tell us all about Princess Yum Yum it beer. Like, sounds like a super racist drag queen, right? <laughs> Princess Yum Yum is a sparkly beauty. Brewed as a German style Kolsch and fermented with real raspberries. She has the color of clarity of a ruby. At 4.8 alcohol by volume, she is enticing and inviting yet the tart, dry finish makes her just as complex as any royal. 
There are plenty of reasons you'll want to own Princess Yum Yum. And by the way, uh, for those of you listening before, it's Jimmy again. Um, when Dan said that this third one was she gets kicked by a horse and tarted up, you might, you might have misinterpreted that. What he means is like she's now a tart. Tart, not tarted up because she got hit by a horse, kicked by a horse. <laughs> that, that is not, didn't it's not what he meant. I, I took it wrong for the first part. It's, she is now a tart, like a, yes, like a, like yes. a hussy. Sure. She gets hussied up. Right. She gets, she gets reverse tarted. Yeah. <laughs> and again, she's saying tart, like reverse hussied. Oh, God. Um, unhussied. Unhussied. So, anyway. I never uh, even made that connection. I know and you didn't. Really cha- I know, but see, that really changes when I describe the, what's the awful princess nightmare at the parks? Oh, they, the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Duh. Right. Where, where you take your children and get them tarted up. That's how I oh my God, always described it to people. <laughs> yeah. So, just make sure when you say that again that people understand <laughs> what you mean is gussied or gussied. I'm going to start saying gussied. Yeah. <laughs> she got kicked by a horse and got tarted up. <laughs> Just a disclaimer for any of you. Uh, Audrey, what are we going to be eating when we're drinking the princess yum yum? Uh, oh, um, do you want to speak to Audrey or princess Audrey? <laughs> princess Audrey, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you're in for a treat. We're going to have a delicious, appetizing, and so refreshing garden salad. (laughs) On the side is two tablespoons of raspberry vinaigrette. Mm. Oh, that'll go well with the Princess Yum Yum. And four ounces of a poached chicken breast. It's low fat. <laughs> As a treat, and don't forget our little mice, mice friends, we're having a single one ounce cube of cheese. <laughs> nice. And that's 100 calories, Aww. and it's about the shape of a dice. So just in case you ladies are watching your figure. <laughs> Bye-bye now. <laughs> hey, it's Audrey again. Hey, thanks for coming back, Audrey. You missed yeah. Princess Audrey. She's oh. she clearly knows how to become attractive. Yeah, there's oh, there's a salad here. Mm. It's just a garden salad, though, <laughs> with, a, with a cheese cube and a poached chicken. Four ounces of poached Four chicken, ounces, to yeah. be exact. Um, <laughs> and Dan, I know we we talked about the music. Do, do you, uh, are we playing the end credit song while we're eating this? No. No, no okay. <laughs> you're not. Thank God. You're you're taking the end credits song and you're putting it in a toilet. Yeah. You're you're doing whatever you want to do that you normally do in a toilet oh. onto that song because that's where it belongs. So Maybe. this movie, I think I'm the most easily broken by these movies statistically, and this one did it. Mm. Um, and I was thinking, I don't even know or care what to do with music and i thought you know i'm just gonna promote something that i was listening to at the time i like this (laughs) and before i do i also want to point out that steve gutenberg 
um, has a cameo. I know who that is. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of our lucky listeners. From uh, our SmackDown, 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 SmackDown from the Supreme Resort. Smackdown, got himself or herself um, a delightful cameo as far as we know and if that didn't happen if steve gutenberg said no and didn't take our money i may or may not edit this part out (laughs) (laughs) um so anyway you can go visit you know the bit i'm gonna just play the song this is estero uh the song is superheroes yeah that's the vibe this falls into a category of music that like Dave Matthews was kind of like this, where it's like, they're really good at giving you that vibe of like, Oh, this is what like young urban love feels like. Now you hear it in like trendy hotel lobbies. Yeah. 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 But before it was in lobbies, is it the vocals and the like, I think it's the back, the background treatment in this case. Ooh, I like that baseline. I like this it's for like, the Supreme Resort after hours. <laughs> like they're messing with the the dimensional stuff and the like. It's a, clearly electronic stuff going on, but your ear doesn't go like ew robots. Yeah, I like it a lot. Definitely does not fit with this movie, but it, this is what you're no. listening to at the time. I, I like it. Yeah, and unfortunately, this musician, I think, only came out with one good album, and this is the one. Do we, have, do we have a Spotify playlist yet for uh, Scraping Ooh. the Vault music? We should. Uh, yes, maybe someday when I have thoughts in my head besides my own, my parents, and 66th graders, um, I will have the energy to do that. <laughs> I mean, I um, could put one together, I think. No promises. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Scraping the Vault podcast station or a a Spotify playlist station. It would be be a very strange, very disjointed listening experience. Especially when you throw in the cat stuff. Oh, my God. And then can you imagine the the algorithm? Like... They're just like, what do we do with this? Because you listen to so, the Scraping the Vault station. And okay, also some Christmas music. Here's, yeah, here's, that's a good point. Here's what we here's here's what I want if we end up doing this. You go to the playlist and you like everything in it. Mm-hmm. And then just see how that changes oh, I love that. <laughs> your algorithm. Yeah, I would absolutely do it, by the way. 100%. Try making a Pandora station. Yeah. Oh, God. Does yeah, anyone could use do Pandora it. anymore? Uh, I use uh, Amazon Music, yeah, because yeah. it's on the, the Hey Google. Or I hey found Pandora Alexa. to be very useful. No, I didn't. Find... Stop. No, computer, no. I wasn't talking to you. Dang it. <laughs> um, I found Pandora to be especially useful in finding stand-up comedy. Oh. Jimmy's computer here. <laughs> oh. Why won't you talk to me? <laughs> Jimmy's computer. What's the search history? No, I said, I said, hey Google. Oh, yes, well, I won't now. share the search history. <laughs> oh God, that's that is. By the way, in hell, that's what happens. <laughs> Your search history gets displayed on a ticker tape kind of thing to an audience of people who you care you know. about their opinions. 
Yeah, yeah. just like. Yeah, there's three of them. Uh, okay, so we did not do the power rankings the last time we did Lady and the Tramp 2. So here is the current order of power rankings, excluding Cindy 2 and Lady 2. We have The King of Thieves, The Lion King 2, and then sort of tied for third, fourth in a sub thing is Pooh's Grand Adventure, Goofy 2. And then we have Pocahontas 2, Bell's Christmas, Return of Jafar, Little Mermaid 2, Mm -hmm. just above Belle's whole world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where does Lady and the Tramp fit in there, and where does Cinderella fit in there? Lady and the Tramp I would put above Return of Jafar. But below Belle's Magical Christmas. Ooh, Uh, it might actually go above Belle's Magical Christmas. So Pocahontas 2, then Lady and the Tramp 2. I have fond memories for Lady and the Tramp too. I loved the way it looked. That was a good one. I what would was... rather watch that than Return of Jafar. Yeah, yeah we're, we're there. But would you rather watch Lady and the Tramp too or Belle's Magical Christmas? Oh God, Lady and the Tramp too. Same. Would you rather watch Lady and the Tramp too or Pocahontas too? Pocahontas too. Would you rather? Oh, I guess that answers my question then. All right. Yeah, so, I'm in agreement with Dan. Cindy right. too is towards the bottom. Oh, that's a different computer. Ooh, uh, I'm Jimmy. I have multiple computers. <laughs> Jimmy, it's your computer again. Why Jimmy, do you have so computer. many computers? Oh, yeah. I wish you would just pay Who attention to one of us. Who is that bitch? Yes, shut up. Pick no, one. you shut up. Pick, pick one. Okay. Which one is your favorite? So now I'm going to ask. Trying to have I, a romantic triangle. I like Jimmy's computer too. We don't need this. This. Hi dog. guys, I'm Clippy. <laughs> Clippy, go to hell. Yeah, far off. Um, okay, uh, I like how we do this. Okay, so would you rather watch Aladdin and the King of Thieves or Cinderella two? King, King of, of thieves. thieves. Would you rather watch Lion King two or Cinderella two? Mm. Lion King 2. Lion King 2, yeah. Would you rather watch Pocahontas 2 or Cinderella 2? Pocahontas 2. Would you rather watch Lady and the Tramp 2 or Cinderella 2? Lady and the Tramp 2. First one's better. All right. I think we just Uh, hate the storybook formula. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. On its own, the first act was good. I liked the first act. Cinderella kind of learning her ropes and then empowered. I'm doing it my way. I'm not listening to the rules. Okay. Would you rather watch Belle's Magical Christmas or Cinderella 2? Belle's Magical Christmas. It had that crazy organ in it. That did. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was freaking nuts. All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Return of Jafar or Cinderella 2? Return of Jafar in a heartbeat. You'd rather watch Return to Jafar than Cinderella 2. Okay. Yeah. Now, there's, there's uh, some anxiety in there. Mm. All right. So, Audrey, I'll let you answer. Return of Jafar was pretty stupid. It was. This. I think. Got, got kicked by a horse. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd rather watch Cindy 2 again. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fair. Okay. So just but we got our answer at all. We got our answer for Act One and Two. Little Mermaid Two or Cinderella Two. Oh, Little Mermaid Two. 
Wow. This is tough because I've got, so here's what I've got right now is Lady 2, Belle's Magical Christmas, Cinderella 2, kind of tied with the Return of Jafar, and then Lady Mer- Little Mermaid 2, and then Belle's Magical World. Listeners, you tell us what you think is better, Cinderella 2 or Return of Jafar. That's your assignment. Mm. Okay, guys, that was Don't fun. Worry. I think we did we it. We won't make Dan grade them. How about your <laughs> How about this? Um, if you're torn, listener, rate on which which one of those episodes of this show you would rather listen. To. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, yeah, and uh, while you're rating, subscribe, rate the show, give us a feedback. We really like those reviews. We have a review of this show on our Supreme Resort feed because at some point, if you're new to Scraping the Vault, uh, we had a few episodes called Cash Grab that were released on the Supreme Resort feed. Um, so yeah, and uh, speaking of the Supreme Resort, uh, that is another show. We just released our March Madness style Snackdown Smackdown to decide what the best snack in the Disney parks is. You'll have to listen to that to find out which one it was. And soon you will hear who won the bracket contest, who will get a personalized cameo from Steve Gutenberg, congratulating him on his win Dang. of the greatest or snack. Or, or hers. Or, or, yeah, or hers. Um, and uh, we also have uh, Ears Up, and we have Ears Up in Depth, where they do some in-depth news. We have Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk. Um, make sure to support Concierge. Disneyland is open. Once you listen to this, it opens in, well, this releases on March 30th. It opens on April 30th. Disneyland to locals only. Mm-hmm. So now all the parks are open and you can start to book your trip with Concierge, eight, and five, six hour ears. And if you're not there opening day, it means you're not a real Disneyland fan you, and you never loved it. That's right. I mean, that's, that's basically it, right? I mean, yep. we know, and, and everyone in that park will be on YouTube on yep. April 30th. Yep. All the visitors that day will become best friends with all the cast members. Right. Uh, Maynard will be they'll, there. Yep. They'll be taking notes on improvements that they can make to all the attractions. And they're giving and they out free AR-15s. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> um. And reach out to us, uh, you know, support concierge. They, they will help. And again, even if you go all the time, like I, I'm a Disney World annual pass holder. I have a podcast about these parks. When I go, I'm going to book my trip through concierge because it's going to cost me the same amount of money and we get to support them. They support us. So thank you for that. Uh, contact me at jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Tell me if you like Bell's, uh, excuse me, Cinderella 2 or Return to Far better. Um, contact Dan at Dan at earsup-podcast.com. Audrey can be found at um, the bar having the a bar, beer. The bar having a beer. Having a princess yum yum. <laughs> and a side <laughs> salad with poached chicken. Heading to the grocery store to buy some avocados. There you go. Uh, that's like Vaughn's in San Diego, oh, California. Send me your soup recipes because I've been making a lot of soups and, you know, you can only make I so I saw many that soups. on Facebook. I have a soup that is like gourmet yum yum seafood bisque. It is so right. good. Ooh. It'll a take you. I don't know. I'll send you the recipe. It's, it, it, it'll take you a good couple hours. It's got squid. It's got uh, shrimp. Mm. 
Dang. Yeah. It's a seafood bisque. It is incredibly good. We've, we found the recipe because we had a bunch of leftover squid from Costco. Uh, and also, <laughs> you can, and you can watch Selena Gomez learn how to make that recipe. Watch Selena Gomez make seafood bisque. I and- don't know how to cook. But I love to cook. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do in the world. And, and I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also listen to Spectral Radio, Spectral underscore radio at uh, at uh, you know, the Twitter and Instagram. Um, he's Spectro is doing uh, Disney World's 50th anniversary music. It's really good. He, like all the time, new music. I listen to it almost every day. Uh, missing the parks. Listen to Spectral Radio. And listen to uh, Scraping the Vault at the end of April when you can hear us deep dive and break down The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, also from 2002. I've got a hunch it's going to be fun. Uh, You have a hunch it's going to be back. (laughs) Uh... All of our friends. And uh, the description, it is a 2002 American animated film directed by Bradley Raymond. The direct-to-video sequel to the 1996 Disney film The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The film was produced by Walt Disney Animation Japan and Walt Disney Television Animation. I have a lot to say about Hunchback. I'm going to get emotional during that show because that Ooh. that first movie had such a profound impact on my my development, my development into adulthood, my first love, my my experience in Paris at working at Disneyland. Uh, there's there's a lot. I have a lot to unpack on that episode. There will be tears. Just saying. Well, Brady pack your level. backs. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Pack your hunchbacks. <laughs> Get tarted. Sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. So thanks for listening. Audrey, you have anything else to say? Um, I don't have anything else to say, but Princess Audrey might. <laughs> Princess Audrey, do you have anything else to say? Thank you all so very much for listening today. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, or morning. I love the transformation. You have to yeah. release that. She actually like ducks down. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Princess Sultan. Until next time. Don't forget, everyone. Be Be kind kind and rewind. I love it. (laughs) Hair toss. I think if I were a Disney princess, my like, my friend animals would be like, I don't know, probably like a, my cat. And then <laughs> hmm, a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe. you are a princess is what you're saying. Joe, the cup of coffee. We're all princesses deep <gasps> down inside. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> you need a cup of coffee, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun me. <laughs> My cat was. <laughs> I, so, based on the thing, I have a prologue, act one, act two, act three, and the epilogue. So I do have it broken out. <laughs> so, it's well, like Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Zack Snyder's Cinderella 2. I haven't watched it. What, have <laughs> I, I, what am I missing? Um, have you ever wanted to see what a 13-year-old boy thinks is really awesome? I did it all, uh, for a very long time, yes, but Until now you were it doesn't interest me. Zack Snyder's Justice League is for you. <laughs> like for that 100%. Version, I mean, no, I'm not I'm not joking. I don't Wait, meaning that I sh- when I, well, before I was into 13-year-old No, while movie you were guys? into 13-year-old movie guys. That sounds wrong. Yeah, well. Yeah. Well. Okay. Yeah, maybe. All right. Is I mean, like I, I'm by no means. It's four I'm, hours look, long. I, it's four hours long. Oh God! <laughs> I'm not crazy. saying that anyone should watch it. I'm just saying that as a person who has been a 13 year old boy and all of that, all all the things that go with that, and I mean all the things. <laughs> Beyblade. <laughs> what? Beyblades. No, that was not when he was thirteen. They didn't exist. I'm not. I'm not talking about like, like specific like Star Wars. I'm talking about like, like deep like developmental like concerns and wants and like ego fantasies and like all of it. All Whoa. all that. Sh- now I'm interested. This is. This is the movie if this is the movie that I like if I saw this movie at the age of 13 I would be like why isn't every movie like this mm-hmm. this is amazing and it's so artistic and it's so meaningful and it's like oh my god it's so risky it's edgy and like but like from an adult point of view you watch it you're like I think a 13 year old might've made this. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, is, d- does Superman have a mustache in this one? No, he doesn't. Uh, not even a blurred out one. No, it's a, it, and I'm not going to lie. It It's taking all of that into consideration. Like it's not, it's not a good movie, but for all of that, it's actually really pretty good. Uh, is like, it on HBO max? Yeah. Entertaining good? Is that what is that what you mean by good or is like um <laughs> well well produced? Well produced. It, it, um it's I mean they're gods. 